you're good at what you do and it's good for a hobby but you're not going to be next Noel Gallagher that's <laughs> what they said at the time I was really upset about it I was obsessed with trying to make it big in music I couldn't believe it myself it yeah. was like a like a gift that had just come down it was never going to give up I always had the Rick Astley <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I was like yeah let's do it let's do it because I'm hungry for more I tried to play a lead guitar solo to Sweet Child of Mine and instead of playing it I went something like <laughs> like that instead I've had a bit of like depression over it and stuff you alright know fella that's does any requests alright fella that's does any requests can I play your guitar through Wonderwall I'm a good singer can I sing with you oh give us another come on mate one more song one more song one more song Hello, it's Luke and Lee from the One More Songcast. We're here to tell you about a new and our very first sponsor on the podcast. It is Macintosh Inc. Promotions, and it's a company run by Gary Macintosh, who we've actually had on the podcast only a matter of weeks ago. So, Gary runs a gig promotion company, and it is based all around Blackpool, and it's for punk, rock, and metal gigs. So, they've got a few gigs coming up. Would you like to tell us a little bit about them, Lee? Yep. So the next one they've got coming up is a Night of Metal on the 24th of November at the Tolbert in Blackpool. The event starts at 7 o'clock. You've got Karma's Puppets, who are a melodic metal band based in Macclesfield. You've got I Am The Wreckage, a Manchester-based metal band. You've then got a Northwest-based metal band in Making Blind Eyes See. And lastly, you've got The Human Conditions, who are a doom metal band based in Berry? So, Luke, tell, them, tell us more about our sponsor and why we've chosen Gary. Yeah, so it's worth pointing out, obviously, we are sponsored by Gary, but we've had him on the podcast, so we know a little bit about his personality, um, and we wouldn't endorse anything that we don't believe in. Um, obviously, local music and original music in the area is quite significantly undervalued, um, so we want to support any live music and local music that we can, so that is why we're promoting the gigs today. Yep, so links to the bands will be in the description of this video. And also the ticket link to buy tickets in advance for the event, which is incredibly important because it gives the promoters and the venue a good idea of how many people are going. The more people that support these events, it just makes a massive difference and makes, makes original nights happen for bands who are trying to showcase their music and get up the ladder. So please go and support all the bands. Go and buy yourself some tickets. And we're going on to your episode. See you in a bit. Cheers. Right, hello. Welcome to the One More Songcast. My name's Luke. And I'm Lee. This will be our third episode in season two. And yep. we've got Flash Flood's very own. My bandmate, Jack Isherwood. <laughs> How are we doing, Jack? Oh, wicked, man. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah not seen you in a long time. How long is it? When was it? A week before last? Something like that, yeah, maybe? I think it was, actually, yeah. Yeah? So, yeah. what a year we've had, by the way. Like, in terms of gigs, it's just gone mad in the local area, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's been, it has been, it's been quite a busy year, really, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, I thought... Oh, at first I thought it's not a lot, really, but then when I've gone through it, it's like, oh, well, there's quite a lot to do here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. more, more, more gigs than ever kind of thing? Um, well, people are approaching us for gigs, yeah, which yeah. is always a good sign, yeah. and then we've just been able to like get a few new ones locally so we've done have the Leyland Gates which was busy as anything like yeah. all mine and Chris's mates came down yeah. to it um, and it just 
like one of them said to the barman beforehand, oh, you know it's going to be mental in here. And he's like, yeah, right, whatever. And then afterwards, like, there was people with shirts off dancing round. <laughs> of course, one of them was... Uh, not quite like the one at the Black Bull. You no, no, one? not quite like that. We never have it like we do at the Black Bull. Oh, Someone's yeah. always falling over the gear at the Black Bull. What was that gig you did? Um, it was like a festival and it was going mad. Oh, like Glass Fest. Yeah. Oh, Glass yeah, yeah, Fest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mate, that. that was a highlight. Yeah. yeah. I've got to say, that's one of the best gigs I've ever done. Crowd-wise, it was pretty sweaty in there as well, weren't it? It was really warm. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, it was one of those, it was absolutely hammering it down outside and it was just like dead muggy. But there was 200 people packed inside this tent. It was just horrible. That's what it's all about, isn't it? But um, we also had, um, let's not forget the two at Nets bar. Like there was one where we just followed a a 40th and a 21st birthday party. So like getting the gear in, it was like, excuse me, please, oh, tight up, worst squeezing up like that. <laughs> worst thing ever, especially when there's a game on. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, oh, like yeah. a tea time kickoff. Like sat yeah. ducking down under a yeah. big screen like that with a massive like, Do you not find, I find it happens more and more when you go to gigs, like the people, you know, where you're supposed to be singing, they've not cleared the space or the oh, pe- no. people are just sat there in your space and, and you're always the ones that get the shit for it. It's like, yeah, it's excuse hot. me, we're oh. playing here and they're like, oh. Oh, get your coat, Gary. We're leaving. To be fair, like the pub just shifted them out of the way, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they do. Sometimes, you've got to be like, excuse yeah. me. In Nets Bar, they're quite good for that, though. So, like, they yeah. literally did just say, right, there's going to be a band setting up here out the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was it. Nice and easy. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Or they're sitting there with a drink and they're nervous because a big, massive speaker's going <laughs> to be <around. laughs> Yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Doreen. Well, yes, Abby walks in yeah. with a drum kit and she yeah. thinks there's a marching band yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, we're going to stay here for another drink, Doreen. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What's happening? <laughs> 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 I always think that, like, you know, when there's like, it's always older people as well. They're sat right in front of you speaking. You just think that must be excruciating. Like. Yeah, like, but they yeah, don't yeah. seem to be bothered. Like, yeah, you, you know. don't want to sit there and they just carry on having a chat like it's yeah. normal. Oh, like, oh. See, that's the problem when you do like wedding gigs and stuff oh. because it, you've got like a, a selection of all ages there, and yeah. you, mm. you know, some old person that's into like. I don't know, Kenny G or something. Well, they're, they're not the old ones are the best ones. Yeah, this yeah. isn't music; it's bloody noise. Yeah, and they're not walking out, aren't they? And you're just going like, home at tea time. Yeah, sixties to now. Yeah. yeah. So, Jack, where did it all start for you then in well, life? Well, I have to go way back to like when I was about five years old, six years old. Started primary school. Uh, my dad was always in the car. He always had the Oasis albums on. It was the Definitely Maybe album and the Morning Glory album. Every Saturday I went to go and see him. It was blasting in the car every single Saturday. <laughs> and um, I was always, well, it got drilled into me basically. And I loved it. Oasis. Absolutely yeah. loved it, you know. The first song on the Morning Glory album, Hello, always takes me back to them days. It's like a little time machine, you know. And. Um, yeah, and that's what got me into music, really, from that age, to be fair. So from that, Jack, what does music mean to you? Because that's normally the first question, but we seem to have started on a, yeah. On yeah, a different way. It just means, that's what it, it just takes me to like a, a safe place, really. Mm. You know, like you, you, you listen to it and you think, oh, this is really good. It's just taking me back to them days where I, I first discovered it. And it just means that I'm, you know, really... I can't describe the feeling. It's no, like a, the feeling in your stomach, isn't it? Where yeah. you're just like, oh, God, this is right. 
it's that age old thing. Way, doesn't it? It yeah. way. It's that age old thing in it of like you know you hear a song and it just takes you back to to like a, it could be anything, couldn't it? Like a party or yeah. a time in your life. Like I always feel like yeah, it's, it's the same with like smells, isn't it? Like it's got the same triggering effect, doesn't it? Yeah, it's I think. Like, yeah, I think how you've just described it is in a different way, like how every guest has described it. Um, so we've had like people say it's everything people say it always takes you to a, a different place in it like you say it's happy sad yeah party with your mates in the car with your grandparents yeah. or your parents it's you know it, it was always that's when it started i mean like when i got a bit older so like the early noughties 2001 2002 um i had my own little cd player in my room <laughs> it was an old thing it was covered in paint because we were decorating the house <laughs> and uh, i had I think I had five CDs. One was now 49, now 50. Mm. Um, Be Here Now by Oasis and Coldplay, Russia Blood to the Head. Nice. Because that was out around that time, weren't it? Um, and I remember listening to him full blasting in my bedroom, <laughs> full of posters, England football, <laughs> 2002 World Cup, yeah. you know. And um, I just used to put my headphones in, in the room and listen to it. Just sat on my bed like a leather like mm. that. And just listen along to it and um what was the album on the now i think it was now 50 on that album i had it in the car with my mum and my mum was like i want to listen to nelly Furtado first before you put this one on <laughs> was that on the now cds yeah yeah, yeah yeah and the song that was on was um that i loved so much was heaven is a half pipe uh, 4 p.m yes now um, i remember that one the smooth criminal alien amp farm they yeah. were on that album and was like yeah i love this not just Oasis now and Coldplay, I've got a bit of like punk rock as well, you know, and that's where that came in. So it was a, that, them two songs kind of got me into, you know, listening to different types yeah. of So that's where music. your taste developed, if yeah. you like. So after all those songs, where, where did that take you musically? Because sometimes when you discover a new style, you end up looking out for that like at, at that time you would have had mtv the music channels were getting bigger and bigger and yeah. it, did it move you to kerrang or <laughs> no we see at that time we didn't have sky tv right like that we didn't we only had like one two three four and five <laughs> on your telly <laughs> and um so i said to my mum i remember saying to her mum can i please have guitar lessons at school because we were doing them at primary school and she was like yeah of course you can so she got me this acoustic nylon guitar only a cheap thing must have been, must have been like a twenty quid of yeah. quick save or something at the time. <laughs> quick save. And um, she said, right, yeah, okay. So yeah, go and do your guitar lessons. We'll pay for it, no problem. And I can't remember his name. The guy at school, I think he was called Mr. Wesley. I think he was a scouser. And he had like these books that he made. Like a group of us had these books that he made of like different songs in them. Right. And I was like, all oh, right, cool. What are they? And one was like Yakety Yak from like 1950 something. <laughs> I don't know who sings that. That's bad. Not a clue, mate. Rock Around the Clock, that was one. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. There was Michael Finnegan, that was one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, Michael Finnegan. And Batman. They were right, the four nice. songs that he wanted us to learn. I was like, all right, okay. So I Is that where your TV, love of TV theme songs comes yeah, from? Yeah, other fashion. Subconscious, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he, he said to us, right, you know, see if you can go through, see if you can do this Batman riff. He was doing it with a pick. Right. And I only had my thumb. I was like, I, I don't have a pick. I was like, oh, just get one. They're not so much from a music shop. But I never got a plectrum because where we lived, there was no music shops or anything like that. It was just countryside and farms and 
things like that. And, Where did uh, you go? Was it Darwin? Or? No, no, I was in Ribchester. Ah, oh, right. I lived there. Yeah. Um, only a little village in the Ribble Valley. Right. And we just, it is quite out in the sticks, that, it? It was, yeah. yeah, and there was nothing there. A post office, a spot, and a few pubs and farms. That's yeah. all they were. <laughs> if you talked about John Deere's, you you fit in, you know. <laughs> and I, I talked about guitars at the while though. Yeah, weirdo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway, he, this guy, going back to this fella, he, he, he taught us how to play a chord, but he didn't actually teach us how to play a proper chord, <laughs> like the C chord or the D chord. He just taught us the root notes. Right, right. So we were strumming the root notes and it sounded, it must have sounded awful. I, I mean, say, I can't yeah. remember exactly what it sounded like, but we were just playing these root notes to Michael Finnegan and it was like, what is this? Must have made the teacher's ears bleed, literally. <laughs> and um, I thought, I can't do this, I thought it's rubbish. I don't want to play guitar, it's rubbish. So I said to my mum, I was like, mum, I don't want to do it anymore. All oh, right, okay, why, what's wrong? I said, well, it's just rubbish. <laughs> Played on my Sega Dreamcast instead. Yeah. You know, that's Dreamcast, what I did. Yeah, yeah, that's Out what Out for I... a year and got rid of it. It's yeah. literally, it's, it's, I mean, you're a couple of years older than me, I think, but uh, yeah, I had a Dreamcast. You're talking about like um, Now CDs and the hits and TMF and all yeah, that. Yeah. That's at the same time. That's roughly, where it all but, started. And yeah. going back to the Dreamcast, another thing that got me into rock music was I played a game called Sonic Adventure. It was the best game ever. Yeah. And the music on it, it was awesome. It was like, you know, metal music. Yeah, I know, and I, and games, I used to yeah. love it. I used to like get really like excited. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to play. And I couldn't because it was teaching me stuff that I didn't even know I'd heard of. Mm. I mean, what are you gonna teach a year three in primary school about a 1950s classic that no even mum didn't even know? Yeah, what's your thoughts about that? Has that changed now? Because obviously you go into schools, don't you, and teach? Yeah, well, I tend to cheat a little bit instead of preparing my own material all the time I'll get the kid up to a certain level by like using the rock school syllabus so you've got bands like Snow Patrol um, are in there you've got a Brian Adams riff uh, <laughs> um, and Eric Clapton one so it is all popular music but I kind of get the kids to pick the one that yeah, they, yeah. they know if they know any of them and then and then from there, it's once I've got up to a certain level, it's right, what do you want to learn? And then I'll download the tabs mm. from uh, Ultimate Guitar or something like that. Yeah. For yeah. So you well, could have quite easily dropped out of music then with the stuff that, yeah. The, yeah, that they were yeah, teaching. Yeah, I think yeah. I did, to be honest, because yeah. I was, like I said, I was more into me gaming. I, you know, I wasn't very good at maths or at school. No. I'm still not now. No, I have to use my calculator, but anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's where it all... That's the love, that's where I found music though. It was listening to music more, trying to attempt to learn it, but then not getting the support, Yeah, you know, that you wanted from your teacher. Like you wanted him to be like, okay, well let's just try this instead. But he never did. Mm, I, I think he was you. just getting beer tokens to be honest. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where did it go? So obviously was, you'd hit a bit of a crossroads there where you're listening to great music, but you can't translate that into playing it yourself. Mm. So did you then drop out of, of, of trying to learn it for a while or did you just stick with it? Did you try a new method? No, not really. No, no, I just left it to one side. Okay. And got into your gaming and, yeah. and whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. And just playing with toys and stuff yeah. like that. And right. Well, it's like watching a lot of football as well, because yeah, I'm a lot of football that, yeah. that time, and yeah, that's where it all started, really. I think up to end of primary school, that's when I started listening to a bit more. But obviously, get on to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, obviously, you were listening to music. You said it developed into metal then. So, when did you? How long was it then before you started thinking? Oh, right, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, I want to get back into guitar was there a particular band that you were listening to that you made you want to relearn yeah well like I said before when I started when I left primary school started high school and I, I got into the Red Hot Chili Peppers um, the By The Way album was out around that time I think and, yeah it would have uh, been not long before that yeah, maybe, yeah. and um, I remember listening to uh, the Zephyr song and mm. I used to really like that song mm. and um, I thought oh I'd just love to play that you know that little riff at the beginning I do 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 I'd love to do that I just kept thinking things like that like all these songs I was that I was discovering like there was Avril Lavigne Skater yeah. Boy I mean I, I, I really fancied her at the time <laughs> like, honestly she was like my first crush <laughs> you know and uh in fact, I said to my mum, the CD was on sale in Summerfield. Right, <laughs> Summerfield, time. wow. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, mum, please can I have that CD? And she was like, no, it's too much, I'm not getting it. But anyway, that's that. But yeah, that's where it started. It was, I, I was listening to more songs, but I wasn't thinking about picking up an instrument mm -hmm. because I knew from the days at primary school, it was like, I can't do it. So I just kept listening to it and just pretending I could do it in my sleep, you know, like air guitar in my room and... Visualising. Yeah, that's what I was like in my early high school yeah. years, you know, and um, I was trying different things, like different hobbies, like snooker and pool and basketball, yeah. football, wanted to be a goalkeeper, I tried to be a goalkeeper, but I was always worried I'd break my fingers because I thought one day I might just learn guitar again. Uh, that's interesting, so you always had this thought. Yeah. So how long did that go on from then? So you stopped your lessons at school? then you're dreaming about being yeah. a guitarist but with no direction. It was basically, it all started as soon as I started high school. Right. Because when, I don't know if they still do it now, but you take your options, don't you? Yeah. After year nine, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that time, that was the time when, um, at the time, I couldn't take music because I'd already taken some options and I was too late. Because around that time, I wasn't playing guitar until after right. we took our options, that's it. It just sprung back to me then. So I took food technology and catering instead. I did food tech as well. Which I couldn't do. I ended up making a lasagna and it was like full of saturated fat. <laughs> <laughs> like the most fatty yeah, bit of loot, um, yeah. minced meat you yeah, can get. Yeah, so, yeah. Did you ever have to do the baked apple? That no. was always part of the curriculum. And I went to get the baked apple out of the oven without any oven gloves on and just like burnt me hands. <laughs> oh no, no, but I did do it like that. I was a bit, I just couldn't cook really. I just yeah. took it because of nothing else. I wasn't yeah. good at woodwork, I wasn't good at electrics. We didn't do drama at our school. Yeah. But even in the music classes when I did them, we were just playing the keyboard and we were learning things like Ferrero Jacker on the keyboard. And I said to <laughs> my teacher, I can't do it can't play it, I can't do it. And it was just like, oh, that music, don't want to yeah. do it. That was my experience as well. I just didn't feel like, and I, I didn't even have the same dreams as you did of playing and singing. Like you, you sort of seemed like you had that in your mind. I did. It I was just it. crap for us. It was just like learning about treble clefs and you know, just yeah, nonsense quivers, really. Yeah. I thought were quick, like crisps. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that was, <laughs> That was like, obviously we had a bit of that in our school, but as I think I said to you on the first, one of the first episodes, my school got the arts fund. So then you all of a sudden saw a recording studio get built oh, and you saw like when, when we went round to look for the music course, cause we, we'd seen all the bands playing in the practice rooms and all that. We thought, Oh God, I want, do you get to do all that at GCSE? And then the teacher actually told us what we were going to be doing. There was a new course came out. And they were still, one of the units was Britpop. 
Yeah. So it was like, oh my God, I've been playing on a glockenspiel with Freire <laughs> Jacker and keyboards and this, and now I'm going to get to the Oasis. Yeah, I'll take music. But it did help that I was already learning an instrument by that point. Yeah. So I think that's, that's where your path's different. If you're not already playing, it doesn't seem as appealing because that's all you see. You see that. Yeah, that's what music. it was. And that's where I go back to the support. I think there wasn't enough support for people that wanted to do music. I mean, the ones that were, were already good at like the clarinet and stuff, they were like, oh yeah, really good. But yeah. the ones that were just not even developed yet, they were like, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. The people that needed that inspiration, it weren't there yeah. almost, that makes sense. Was there a lot of musical people at your school as well? Uh, there wasn't that many. No. Uh, I remember a few of them, I've forgotten most of the names, yeah, I can't yeah. really mention them. <laughs> um, but it was only, so when I got to year 10, that's, that's when it all started. Okay. Year 10 was the time when I, that's where it all began again. So what, what was that shift then and what, what happened? So uh, at the time I had an iPod shuffle. Do you remember an iPod yeah. shuffle? They were the yeah. best things since sliced mm. bread, weren't they? Yeah. You know? I had everything on it. I had like, all the songs that I discovered, rock music, the galore, the lot. And I, did you pay for the music or did you get it off like LimeWire yeah, and yeah, shit like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Wow. LimeWire. Yeah, it was LimeWire. <laughs> I went through a stage of paying 99p a track at one point. I no, was, it was, it was on, um, yeah, it was on LimeWire. Yeah. Which killed your computer at the time, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, it was like, like, but I think there's all these memes, it's like downloading aids for your computer yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, it was, You were yeah. just like hoping your computer was gonna survive this one download yeah, yeah. just yeah. for you to get free music. Yeah, yeah that's right, and um, I had this iPod Shuffle and I just, I was getting into my music again, that feeling of wanting to play the guitar and air guitar in and stuff like that, mm. I was just, I was so like, I was sad as a kid. <laughs> And I said to my mum and my dad, and I said, right, I said, look, please can I learn guitar again? And I remember my dad saying something like, well, you've done all these hobbies, you know, and I'm just going to be wasting money again, and you're not going to pick this up again, you just forget about it, you know, like what parents do. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. So it was a Christmas, my, my nan actually bought us these mini guitars with a little box amp, only like a little tiny thing. And I was like, oh my God. A guitar? You bought me one? I didn't yeah. even know. Right. And I remember trying to play Schools Out by Alice Cooper, you know, that riff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to learn that, and I, and I sort of, like, got it a little bit. You know, I got the structure right, but yeah. I didn't get the, the sound right, and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I can do this. <laughs> anyway, my science teacher at school, um, Mr. Carlin, he was called, a Scottish fella, really nice guy, he used to do physics lessons mostly, and in his physics class, he always used to get his guitar out. His guitar, you know, his acoustic guitar, mm -hmm. he was like playing REM and things like that. Right. And we were all like pen pushing. And I used to think, oh, that's really cool. A teacher is like coming out, of, you know, and playing guitar <laughs> while we're all, you know, doing work and yeah. boring. You know, all the Dizzy Rascal fans were like, <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is cool. And um, he said, yeah, all right, yeah. That's really good, that sir. I said, I'm trying to learn guitar as well. He said, all right, oh yeah. I said, yeah, and he went, are you doing any lessons? And I said, mm, sort of, but not that I want to. He said, have you got a guitar? I said, I have, yeah. He said, right, well, one night next week after school, come in here and I'll, I'll teach you a bit if you want. Uh, yeah. I was like, and that was oh. a science teacher? Yeah, and I was uh, like, all right, okay, sir, that, that sounds good, that. And um, my mum's friend, her son, was at, school and a different school and he was trying to learn guitar and he, and he and he got 
but I wasn't very interested in it after a while. And it was an electric one. And I remember um, my mum's friend saying, oh, your Jack can have it, you know, he doesn't want it, just take it. And it was a, a Behringer Fender Stratocaster. Right, yeah, yeah. Full size one, not a mini one. And I was like, this was like gold dust to me. Yeah. And it was electric, so I could plug it into my yeah, little lamp. Yeah. So I cut a long story short, I went to my science teacher one school night and he said, right, so what do you know then on the guitar? And I said, well, I know what a C is and a G and a D, but I'm struggling to read the chord box, you know, the boxes on the tab sheet. And he said, all right, so what are you struggling with? I said, well, they're not the same shapes as what they are on, on you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like course, sideways so almost. Sideways, that's yeah. right. So what he did was, the simple thing he did was turn his guitar neck like that, yeah. basically. And he <laughs> said, that's how you read it. And that's when it clicked. Mm. It's always that simplicity of the yeah. explanation that just makes it yeah. like so that easy. I'm playing along to these Oasis tracks, because again, I was into it still. And then he said, do you know anything else? I said, not really, no, just Oasis songs. And he went, right, try and learn these power chords. I said, all right then, what's a power chord? <laughs> so I'm learning, he said, this is a power chord. And I waited to learn Doctor Doctor by UFO. Right. I don't know if you've heard UFO. They, you, right, it's been in a long time since I listened like, to them. I would have been about 14, 15. Yeah, about the yeah. 70s, like, rock band. Um, and he said, right, okay. So it's the da all that. And I started learning these power chords. So then I could start, I learned how to play power chords then. And then I was listening to Whiskey in the Jar by Thin Lizzy. That was mm -hmm. one of my favourites. I always wanted to play that whole thing through basically the whole riffs, the whole solo all the way through. And I remember saying to him, look sir, I can do this as well. And I started playing Whiskey in the Jar. <laughs> and he was like, how have you just me, learned though. that? You're better than me, how did you do that? You, did. you couldn't do that yesterday. And I said, I know sir, I said, I don't know what I've done. I've just, I've just listened to it and learned it. And I, I couldn't believe it myself. It yeah. was like a like a gift that had just come down and just given to yeah, me. Yeah, it's like the air had just developed at that point and it had all just made yeah. sense now. It was really strange and that's how it all started, so you, literally. Yeah. So you're living off that high at that point. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is great. This is what I've always wanted to do and yeah. I'm doing it now. Yeah, it's great. Like, from the other side, when you're watching a student who's been really struggling with something, like I've seen like piano students of mine just get that breakthrough moment where they've been struggling for five or six weeks and I'm like, keep at it, keep yeah. at it. You've got to have this moment because you get at the end of it, you're gonna feel immensely proud of yourself. And when you see the fate, when they make the bit and you're like, you're there punching the air behind them. Yeah. It's like, you see them actually get it and that like the smile on the face is nuts. Oh, it was just, it was a really good feeling. I just felt, I felt, great it was yeah. like oh i could finally do it something i've always wanted to do yeah. and it was just amazing and then that's that's when my first gig came i'm gonna say yeah so how did that transpire into a gig well six months later down the line i said to my science teacher i said hey one dinner time do you reckon the head teacher will let us do um a, a dinner time i was just playing guitar in, in in the sports hall while everyone's having the dinner <laughs> i said well yeah i can ask her I went, no, no, I'll ask her. So I went to the head teacher one dinner time and I asked her, I said, me and uh, Mr. Carlin want to do like a little concert at dinner time. Oh, together? The, the yeah, yeah, like a little duo. And he said, we've got a bass player as well. He, he's another musician that's doing like GCSE, A-level plus, yeah. whatever, and a drummer as well. And I said, yeah, they can do it as well. And they're, they're just, yeah, I know this already, you know. <laughs> and um, he said, Mr. 
My head teacher was like, yeah, of course you can. Absolutely no problem. You do oh. that. So, I was the coolest kid for half an hour. <laughs> I'm going to say, did it go down well? brave, mate. That is yeah. brave. Yeah, yeah. It was six months later, we said, right, we'll do three songs. We'll do Wonderwall by Oasis. Don't look back in anger by Oasis. <laughs> and the Rembrandts, I'll be there for you. Right. The reason why I went to that, I think, I think I fancied a girl at the time and she loved friends, so uh, I went to try and get her. <laughs> so, um, did it work? It's always for a girl. No, I don't no. think it did. I think she was too bothered. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Somebody else. Somewhere With a cool else. kid. Yeah. With a bass yeah, player. Yeah, so I was, I was literally the super one for half an hour. Wicked. So you, you weren't short on confidence then at that oh, age? No, I, I was a bit nervous, yeah. but at the same time, I was really proud of myself yeah, because it was six months and I felt like I had something special. I thought I'm going to go far with this Wicked. you know I don't know anything else clearly <laughs> you know this is what I know and this is what I want to do right we're going to stop you there I think that's a good part to stop yeah definitely because well, then we'll uh, move past that a little bit so uh, cheers Jack for the first bit you feeling settled and good oh yeah yeah man <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you shortly hi how you doing it's me the daddy just wanted to take a moment out of the episode to promote a certain somebody today, a certain Stephanie Collette that has been helping us out, getting us started with filming, with lighting, with a little bit of photography as well. So big shout out to Stephanie. You can find her in Chorley at her studio. It's above the Blue Light Cafe, I believe it is. She does web design, photography. She does filming as well. She does all sorts of things in that sector. Um, and we'd really like to promote her. So her details are going to be in the link in the description below. So you can check her out if you want anything that's music related or, or even just family shoots she can do as well for you. So a whole range of things. And she's really good. We can vouch for that as well. So go check her out. Back to the episode. I'll see you later. <coughs> right, we're back. Part two. Lee's had his fag. Jack's right. had his water. All right. All right. <laughs> How are we doing, Jack? Oh, wicked. Right. It's sunny, you know what I mean? It's I know, nice. it's lovely, isn't it? Oh, September. Still got my sunglasses on. <laughs> Plenty of vitamin D on the peanut. Oh, lovely. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone from you having that performance at school going pretty well, being famous for a, a couple of minutes and people forgetting. I noticed from what you sent me that you was in a in your first band. Was it called No Promises? That's right. And yeah. you was a bass player. I was. Um, so that... how did it go from learning guitar, obviously having this performance, to then transferring over to bass? Well, I didn't want to play the bass. Yeah. That's been, you know, I didn't want to do that at all. It was just because we didn't have a bass player. So I just thought, oh, I'll have to do it then, Warner. Yeah. You know, it was one of them. <laughs> all right, then I'll do it. Um, Someone's gonna do it. Yeah, that was my uh, my two mates actually, Miles and Ash Thompson. The names are. Ah, they were best mates with them at school. One was a year above, one was a year below, and um, we used to practice in his bedroom in his house. Right, yeah. the Tiny shoebox, had a drum kit in there, and Bloody two hell. guitars. And but parents weren't best happy with that, were they? No, actually, she yeah. was actually really nice about it because she was into all that kind of stuff as well, and the yeah. neighbours were fine. And we've come up with this band name, No Pro. Well, came, oh, tell that, we came up with three names. One was DNA, which was obvious. <laughs> and the one that I made up just by juggling loads of letters up, More Reslin. More Reslin? Well, it's spelled M O R E Z L Y N. Oh, oh God. Okay. The hips, the way, yeah. So Morslin, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, it didn't. Didn't work. Didn't catch. And then we heard Shane Ward's No Promises on the I radio. I was about to ask, did it come from that? <laughs> yeah, it came from Shane Ward. Because we heard it and we thought, oh, I've not heard this in a while. And I thought, it made a good name for a band, that wouldn't it? No Promise. <laughs> Shout out to Shane Ward. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's his goal. Yeah. 
Yeah. I can't believe that's actually the story of quality. Yeah, yeah, that's where it came from. And we were just like, yeah, we'll have that one, we'll steal it. Yeah, lovely. And that's where that started, really. We didn't we didn't really have like a rehearsal room, it was only his bedroom. And yeah. we were all obsessed like with Green Day. Because mm. we we're obsessed with nice. the album American Idiot. Yeah. We we're obsessed with the 21st century breakdown album. And I was Obviously, learning the power chords, that's when I started to get lazy. I thought, oh, I'll just play everything on power chords. Because you do when you're yeah, a guitarist, yeah. you know. And um, uh, so basically, what we did was, you know, I tried to be Mike Durnt, spike my hair, dye my hair as well. I did that, I dyed my hair at school. Well, when you had hair. Yeah. I had a lot of spiky hair when I was that age. And I wanted to be like Mike Durnt, basically. And yeah. drummer was. Trey Ash, cool. Trey Cool, and then Billy Joe was Miles. <laughs> we just, yeah, we just green dead the room to death, basically. <laughs> we, we had the super greatest hits on DVD, watching that and playing along to it. It was just great, you know. Yeah. We, we were all into the same thing, and that's how we became abandoned best mates, really. So how, so how did it then get into your first gig? And so, do you remember that? Yeah, that was uh, Miles's. 17th birthday I think he was okay it, it was he's at college at this point then he like, was yeah, yeah. It, it was last year of high right, school yeah. it was 2008 this okay so a few years back and it was in a town Longridge yeah called yeah. Longridge and they had a, a labour club and we invited everybody from school basically <laughs> and no one turned up oh really <laughs> oh man it just our mums and dads oh, you know no. maybe one person turned up but he was like doing the DJ and he was just playing like <laughs> Alex Party and stuff like that, you know. Is it Alex Party? Well, is that a DJ, is it? Or? I don't know, yeah, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, I was on the bass because we couldn't get a bass player. Okay. Even though I wanted to play the guitar, I played the bass and we had someone else depping for us and we just played this long concert, basically, mm. for his 17th birthday. And it was just, half of it was, well, no, I won't say half, I'd say three quarters of it was all Green Day songs. Okay, yeah. And the Oasis, Oasis Green Day. No, no, Day. it was um, it was the Clash. I fought the law, and there was Rocky Like a Hurricane by right. the Scorpions. And did it go well then? It went despite, well, yeah. Obviously, you yeah, made it, it, um, it did because I, at the time, I wrote a song. Right. Yeah, I, in one of my cooking classes that oh, I was bored of. There you go. I, I wrote a song called Rocking, Rocking Roller Coaster Ride. Right, okay. I called it, and it was just three chords basically. Nice. And, um, Power chords. Yeah. <laughs> and it was written on a piece of paper in a, in, a, in a class at school that I just made up all the words to that didn't make sense. Like, <laughs> crap. That's everyone's first song, mate. Yeah, my first first line of that song was, I bought a ticket to a roller coaster ride. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I the point. I remember the next line, I think it was something like, this ride doesn't mean no harm, it's just... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Available on Spotify and uh, Apple. Yeah, it was it was quite cringy. In fact, I think it's actually on YouTube. Right, okay. Oh, there are, I'm going to dig that out tonight. There yeah. are clips of that gig on YouTube somewhere, and I do know where to find it, so right. I'll, I'll mention that. Okay, so are we song, all right to put that in the description? Absolutely. There so, we go. The song, so the song we play at the end of the episode, should we put it at the end? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what we want to do. Absolutely fine. I think in one of them videos as well, we did long view when I jumped and I nearly fell over the amp because oh. I had too so many beers. <laughs> <laughs> a little Fender what? Rumbler amp that I jumped and oh. fell over and my spiky hair in it. it <laughs> Sid Vicious style, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, you know... 
So, um, were you inventive with the bass then, or was it just the root notes? No, it was just, just the root plowing notes. Plowing through. Just plowing through it. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, I'm I'm kind of doing a little bit now, just something new to learn. But back then, it was just root notes. I just wanted to play the guitar mainly. Electric yeah. guitar was what I, I was. Um, it was my image, really. Even though the bass looked better on me, because yeah. I was tall. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought. Mm. I don't want to play bass, you know. Yeah. And that the makes... Les Paul thing I have, that's what I had at the time. That's how long I've had it, since I was like 16. Right. Nice, so that that was bought for you, That was that the first one your mum and dad um, bought for you? Really, no, it Amazon? wasn't. I actually bought that myself off Amazon. No, oh, nice. it wasn't Amazon. No, it was Gear for Music. Gear for Music? But it was, um, I got it for my birthday money. And uh, basically, I wanted a white one. But they didn't give me a white one, they gave me that one, that coloured one, that, that tobacco-coloured one. Right. That's where it went from, really, I just, yeah. <laughs> so, how long did that band last for, then? How many how many sort of gigs, or how many years were you together, or um, months? Again, this is, oh God, I think, to be honest, it kind of went its separate ways when I left school, when I left school and went to college, because I was obsessed with trying to make it big, in music, okay. I wanted to be the next, I don't know, the next Noel Gallagher or yeah. something like that. I was obsessed. Um, and I went to my dad and I said to my dad and my mum, I said, Well, I really want to do music. I really want to get a, make a living out of it. You know, I want to do this. I remember my dad saying something quite, quite like heartbreaking at the time. He said something like, Well, I'm sorry, but you need to learn a trade. You know, you're not going to make mu- money out of music. You're not going to. You're not going to go far with it. You need to learn a trade, like an electrician or a plumber, or you need to do something. And my mum agreed. And at the time, I was really upset about it mm. because I thought, no, I want you to like help me out here. But no, they never did. It was all like, you're good at what you do, and it's good for a hobby, but you're not going to be next Noel Gallagher. That's <laughs> I, what they said. I think that is the hardest thing for parents, though, because you've obviously got your kid really into something, and you either, if you push them too far one way, then, and it all goes wrong, then yeah. it might feel like they're going to blame you. But I suppose your parents are like looking for the security sometimes that they, they didn't have or they didn't think about. Yeah. So they're looking at life from a different perspective, especially yeah. they're not musicians or no, anything. Is that naivety from your parents then? Or, or was, was it different back then? Because there's so many avenues you can go down with music. You could be a session musician, you could go and do the, the bars like we do cruise ships there's lo- loads of, yeah, there of is job opportunities do you think they just didn't know they that they didn't know it because yeah. like, well obviously I come from a, a hard working class family yeah. you know they worked full time nights and weekends and that's all they knew really yeah. especially my dad he was never here to be honest he was always at work mm. and my mum didn't really know much about what the music industry was like or what it was I just just had to like suck it up and just be like right well what can I do then so did you listen to that then and then get a trade? I, I, no, I just I just kept on playing guitar in my bedroom. Right. Just on my own, really. I yeah. mean, in my last year of high school, my, my science teacher, he'd left in that last year. So I never really had any lessons after that. It was just on my own, basically learning. How did you, how, how did you typically learn? Because there would have been no YouTube, really. No, then. there wasn't. We, we had a computer. Right, yeah. Uh, because we lived in the middle of nowhere, we lived in, in, in between a town... Called, well, it's not a town, a little village called Grimsa and uh, Longridge in between there. Yeah. And um, we didn't really have good Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi was terrible. 
you know, it wasn't as good. Was it dial-up? No, I put a YouTube song on, Alice Cooper. I wanted to watch an Alice Cooper music video, and it took about an hour to get, like, <laughs> 20 seconds, you know. <laughs> just buffering all the time. Um, so, no, we didn't, I didn't have anything like that. All I had was these guitar chord books and my CD player. Right. And I accumulated a long collection of CDs from... I bought them from CEX in Preston Town mm. Centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all second-hand, like two quid each. And I used to just go there and buy loads and fetch them home. I've like, still got them now, they're in my loft. Like car boots and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I was just... I loved them. I loved collecting them. And, yeah. that's, and I just kept listening and listening and listening. And that's how I started learning on my own. Do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say. Do you think that's helped you develop a musical yeah. ear rather than learning stuff in say yeah. parrot fashion? Because or? I played it to death all the time in yeah. the ears. It was kind of like right. I can. I'll try and learn this. Yeah. Yeah, I think patterns just start emerging. Yeah. Don't you? So it, you it, like start hearing something like you're like, oh, that's a G chord. Yeah. Because you can just hear the way the guitar sounds and how it's shaped. Like, yeah. I mean, I was mesmerised. Like, you know the way Dave Grohl plays a G five, where it's like almost like a. It's like a G without the third, yeah. so it's like that. I was yeah. like mesmerised by that yeah. sound, and then I found out ACDC were doing the same. I was like, how am I getting that sound? Yeah. ACDC are good, but I feel they're a very lazy band. Yeah, especially the bass player. I mean, come on, I know he's Malcolm or Blessing, but you know, highway to hell on bass. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. So I mean, going back to my mum and dad and that, I went to. I went to a college called Maya School College. I don't oh, know yeah. if you know that. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in... That's in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was kind of like a agricultural farm. Yeah. Sort of like, well, that's the same thing, sorry. <laughs> Agriculture, countryside learning college. Because yeah, yeah. at the time, I wanted to be a park ranger. Oh. That was my passion. I wanted right. to learn about the environment and wildlife and telling what the birds and bees to do, that kind of like thing. Like one of these national park kind of yeah, ranges. Yeah, like, I wanted yeah. to be one of them. And at the time, the it all got privatised. So all that, a lot of volunteers, pensions took it over, basically, and there were no jobs. And I met a friend at college that played guitar, and he was like, it was awesome. This guy, we're from down south, called mm. Chris, and he, he actually taught me how to do the scales. Now, this was new to me, because obviously I was playing the scales, but I didn't actually know what they were. Yeah. So I was, this Chris, he taught me how to play pentatonic scales. And then that just opened up a new thing then. Mm. And then he was teaching me about how to know what key it's in. And this is, I was like, man, I didn't know this. And then anyway, because I wanted to be like him, I started playing like him. And I was taking that home as well and doing that in my bedroom. And that's how I developed again. Yeah. And that's when I thought I can be a lead guitarist now, not just a rhythm guitarist. Ah. So I was learning off other people. I mean, I still do now. I mean, I've learned off, I've learned off you, Lee, you know, with like the cage system. Oh, yeah. That's new to me, and that's opened up a new thing, as you well know. I think that is the first big eye-opener. Well, not the first one, but the pen, learning the pentatonic. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, shit. See, yeah. that, that is, is something I think you should learn after you've done guitar chords first. I think you should yeah. learn about, you know, your, your chord structures and your chords before you start going into pentatonic scales and that. Yeah, I think the most important bit about the beginning bit, I did try and start working it in with a few students and like yeah. maybe one pentatonic scale and then I sort of thought, well, actually, no. The most important thing about playing at the moment is about enjoyment. Yeah, that's and it. And you, you just need to get them enjoying it and get them used to the feel of the guitar. Like, yeah. the pentatonic scale will have that, but... You need to get them into it before Playing they're ready to yeah. learn it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, was, it was a lot of... I listened to a lot of Iron Maiden around that time. 
I was obsessed with them as well. I collected all the t-shirts and stuff. <laughs> and um, I noticed a lot of their lead solos were all pentatonic scales. Yeah. yeah. Like Fear of the Dark and Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, intro yeah. to that. That's a pentatonic scale. Yeah. In case yeah. You a lot is a lot. Yeah, all of Oasis stuff is. Yeah, it? even the vocal melodies, you don't realise yeah. how many are based on and pentatonic you, scales. You kind of realise how how easy these like these, some of these musicians had it while mm. writing music. You know what I mean? Yeah, Slash Slash is the master of pentatonic like scales. He just made a living out of it. Mm. You know, and it's and, getting there first, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I I just I wanted to I wanted to play like Iron Maiden and Metallica <laughs> and. And that's where it came from. That's when I started playing lead. And that's when the next stage happened was when I went to this, this new band. Okay. Yeah. Was, that with, about that, was that with Jamie or was that not no, that one? No, that was... I did one with Jamie. There was only a couple of gigs I did with Jamie. Right. He had a mate called Nathan and another drummer. I can't remember the drummer's name. And we did a couple of gigs around Longridge. Like in the Civic Hall, they had one there, and we just played Born to Be Wild and a whole lot of love. And, nice. You know, the, the I think Lagrange as well. We used to do a really good riff to that, and we used to just make up a C minor pentatonic scale. Yeah. ZZ Top is. It's a good, to be honest, if you ever want to learn guitar and lead guitar soloing, I'd list a ZZ Top in the C minor scale because most of those is, apart from Lagrange obviously. Yeah. I've, yeah, sorry, I've, I've <laughs> just realised Lagrange isn't in C minor, is it? The, the no, guitar solo minor, isn't. I think. Yeah, the guitar solo's not, yeah, I just realised that. But, um, Apology. So going back to that then, because I've just literally taken us out of the order. So when you say it like you've started the next phase, what what was it, What were you in a new band then? Yeah, so I, I was 21. I had my own house and well, I was renting on my own. I found this band on northwestbands.com. I don't know if it's still going now. Oh, gosh, yeah, we, we talk about northwest bands all the time, don't we? Yeah, that's yeah. on Facebook. Do you ever sit and read the comments to them? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. it's, hilarious. Yeah. it's always arguing about money and stuff. Yeah, and Teenage Kicks is one, isn't it? Oh, right, yeah. That, oh, like, is that another group, is well, it? Well, that used to get mentioned quite a lot on this northwest band website right, that yeah. I saw. Everyone was like debating on should play it or not. And, <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, I found this band called Area 51 from Preston. They're a lot older oh, than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. I've, they're still knocking about, aren't they? Uh, they are, but they're not, not that band. They've all gone the separate ways, right. basically. Um, yeah, he, he said, I said, I had this Facebook page and I had like all these songs that I've learned, recorded them, and I showed it to him and he was like, yeah, come down for a rehearsal. So I went down to a rehearsal in, in Preston and uh, we just started playing stereophonic stage quo you know all, all that kind of stuff and he was like yeah you're in oh, straight nice. away <laughs> and that were it I just I had a band and I was chuffed a bit so I yeah. got in this band yeah you so know. then you were gigging regularly were you not as regular as now yeah I was only doing I'd say one gig a month perhaps one every two months it wasn't many because obviously we we all worked and we all worked full-time and it was quite hard to especially on weekends as well. Yeah. And um, we just played around Preston, really. Mm. A few pubs around Preston. Um, we never went anywhere else. So, you know, I think we just... And what was the gig scene like? Like, even, it, it was still 10 years ago nearly, yeah, it was, isn't it? It, so. was, it was around, it was 2015 when I started that band. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 10 years nearly, isn't it, God? Um, it was all right, yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, the, everyone was into, like, our music. I played in front of an older audience because the band were a lot older than me. 
Um, they wanted me to learn things like, uh, he, what is it, No More Heroes by The Stranglers. Okay, yeah. And uh, I listened to that and I thought, it's all keyboard, this. <laughs> I can't play that. I was like, oh, you can, make it up. But I didn't make it up. I actually listened to it over and over again and I, and I turned the keyboard bit into a guitar solo yeah. and all these people, these punters, just couldn't believe it. They were like... I've never seen that before. Nice, nice. He's actually playing it all on a guitar instead of a keyboard. <laughs> you know, and when we did like, we go rock you, the live version by Queen. You know, we didn't want to destroy Freddie because, you know, he's a bit untouchable, isn't he? You know? <laughs> so we did the live version of it. And yeah, just rocked the place basically. Yeah. And everyone were obsessed. They just loved it. They loved the, the, the lead that I could do and the capabilities that I had. Like, come on, feel the noise by Quiet Riot. That used to be our encore. And it always went down a storm at the end. And yeah. everyone was just like, wow, you're flipping brilliant, you know. <laughs> so that kept the buzz alive. Was, oh, there any, yeah. was there anything that then sort of maybe gave you a second thought of, oh, well, maybe I can do this as a job? Is there, did anyone say, well, what have you tried doing session musician and have you tried this? Or, or was you still just wanting it to be a hobby kind no, of thing? No, I was still wanting it to be a hobby yeah. because I had a lot of other priorities because I, I had, you know, I was renting. I had two jobs. Yeah. I had a full-time job with the council and I had a part-time job in a co-op. Right, yeah. And I needed that to pay for my car, basically, mm. and my rent. So I thought, I can't, I can't do this with music. I was only getting, we were getting like 50 quid each. Yeah. And I thought, that was just going to get me an Aldi shop on a Sunday, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, probably not now, but I thought, no, I, I'm just gonna have to have this as a hobby. I just accepted it basically. Yeah. Because my, my, my dad always drilled me into getting a job and getting to the housing property and stuff mm. like that and get, get on that ladder. Were you finding it difficult to stay motivated with practicing and stuff when you were being worked to the bone so much with your, with your jobs? Um, um, yeah. Yeah. To an extent, um, mainly after work, I had time to myself sometimes, obviously when I wasn't in the co-op, yeah. I had time to myself to learn these new songs and, you know, and I still found it, found time to learn. Um, I met my partner Charlotte as well around that time and we were doing things together after work and things, so it kind of took a step back a little bit. I see. But when she came in to my house, it was just... It was just guitars everywhere, basically. <laughs> CDs everywhere. It was like a proper man cave house, you know. <laughs> was she into the into the music? Or? No, no, no. no. She was she encouraging you to not play as much? No, so, no. She, she was into Five Seconds of Summer. Right, right yeah. Yeah, right, but, yeah, 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 yeah. She was into them. And we had to actually play one of their songs in Area 51. Right. Well, yeah. just by pure coincidence? No, or? no, she said play it. So uh, we, we played, I think it's called Don't Stop. Yeah. It was off the first album, I think. We played that and... Yeah, she was more into like that kind of thing, the vamps and yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know who else. All the teen pop. Yeah, yeah, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, party in the USA and all that crap. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, don't sit on the fence, Jack. Don't. <laughs> no, but all right, you know, Miley Cyrus. Her dad's just a basic musician, isn't he? You know, let's get it right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can play Icky Breaky Art. <laughs> my eyes shut. I bet, I, I bet even a learner could. No, it's true. But can you sing it like he can? Yeah. He'll have a go. I'll give him oh, that. Yeah, well, I'll see, but anyone no, can yeah. do that. Yeah, no, it's true. Again, it's just a, 
a, a, a popularity thing at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. But I had to learn all that just to keep a like keep impressing us. Yeah. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously that that uh, band moved uh, moved on eventually. So how long were you in that band and what was the next step So for you? I was in that band for two years. I started going, I wanted to do more gigging, basically. I wanted to do more of it. So I found this other band on northwestbands.com called The Wrangling, and that's spelled W-R-A-N-G-L-I-N-G. So uh, I thought, all right, okay, they've got a keyboard player, so it's different now. Yeah. So I went there and rehearsed. These guys were from Blackburn, um, and went and rehearsed there. And they played like indie cover songs, basically. You know, like in Spiral Carpet, Charlatans, all that stuff. Because yeah. he could, because he had a keyboard player. And I thought, wow, this is cool. Like, this is how it feels on a keyboard. It was like a proper banger that everyone was like, yeah. And the Charlatans, and yeah, I'm good, I love this. So I got even more into it then. But because of my apprenticeship at the council, I didn't have to do two jobs. So I had more time to right. learn. Okay. So I got this second band inside two bands did you find the gigs clashed uh no not no, really right? no no because um i joined when did i join her i think it was like early 2016 mm. i think i joined the wrangling and um, because we're only doing like two gigs maybe one gig a month one gig every two months of every 51 i had quite a lot of yeah. spur saturdays yeah. fridays and this wrangling band they had plenty more spaces so we just got booked in and I ended up playing more gigs with them than I did with Area 51. Mm. And that's how that came about, really. Then so, obviously, the dynamic of bands, you know what that can be like. Did Area 51 have a problem with that? As, uh, no, not at all. They were happy to do it, really. Because the other uh, drummer, um, he was in another band as well. He was in a classic rock band, which I'll get to in a minute. <laughs> um, he, he was... Um, drumming for them and he was like yeah don't blame me two bands more music the better they go for it yeah. um so eventually though the singer of area 51 he decided to part ways himself he said when i turn 60 that's it i'm gonna give it up i've done enough so i've had a great time chunking on his e-cig you know <laughs> really cool guy he looked just like john lennon right okay honestly he looked you'd think it was john, Did john lennon. lennon smoke e-cigs uh well <laughs> i think he might have smoked real cigs yeah, at that yeah. point i think he was aware of his time though so you never know yeah yeah but um we had this uh this girl singer coming and she transformed band area 51 completely it opened up a new thing where we could play female fronted songs you know, like No Doubt and Blondie or mm. Meredith Brooks and even uh, Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. Right. Nice. I rocked all that up, you yeah, know. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, was, it was great. Just gigging and gigging. And I was actually getting a feel of what it was like to go pubs and gig and, you know, people leaving, coming and going <clears throat> and <clears throat> just getting used to it, you know. It was, Great, I loved it. Did you just take to it like a duck to water, or did you? I mean, with, with a lead guitarist, like you're not the front man, are you? So no, I suppose no. you were maybe not not as like nervous as maybe a singer would be. And... No, I wasn't really. No, I was a bit nervous playing Mr. Brightside by yeah. the Killers, and I still <laughs> am today because that is one that can go really well or it's really wrong. Arthritis for your hands. Yeah, yeah. that was probably the only one I ever got nervous about playing. But when we got this new singer in Area 51, we played Sweet Child of Mine as an encore, and that was like, that was like my limelight then. Yeah. 
that was where I could really shine. What what what's it like? I always think for a lead guitarist, like when it's coming up to that big solo, what's going through a lead guitarist's mind? Are you shitting it? Are you yeah, just don't yeah. mess it up? Yeah, <laughs> and you just imagine like you know what it's like sometimes when you practice at home and then you get on a stage, <laughs> stuff can really fuck up fast. Yeah, you're just like I can't do this. Yeah, I just do just, it. You're just <laughs> counting the beat. You're counting the beats until you play that first note right. Just yeah, get yeah. that first note right. Like the rest think, will take care of itself. I think the secret to that is I think it's just. Just relax. Mm. Just take a step back and just play it. Don't overthink yeah. it because that's what I do a lot. Yeah. Just do it, and then yeah. if it's wrong, oh well. But if it's right, happy days. Yeah. That's how I look at it, and I think. Have you, have you ever completely fucked a solo where everyone's like, oh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on, tell Area us about 51, that. Area yeah. fifty-one, the Wheat Sheep Pub in Preston. Oh yeah, yeah. We did "Shut Up and Dance" by I've got the call now. Oh, oh, what they called? No, I can't remember. I can't, and it'll come to me now. I'll be probably shouting it now. Um, Yeah, played it in the wrong key, didn't I? Oh, is that where that um, thingy came from? What's it? Where oh. there's Jack flying through the water on that? Yeah, there was um, actually. Oh, a, yeah, there was. There's that was a, a little meme. Sex on there? fire, wasn't it? Yeah, it sex was. on fire. It was wild. Yeah. Did, you, did you not? Re- I'm guessing you realised. I think he was. Yeah, he oh, realised, no, but he couldn't fix it. No, so it was. Was. At the end of it, we were laughing around. What off. it was? What it was? I was playing a song. I can't remember what it was. Um, and it was tuned down half a step, and then we went straight into should open dance, and I played the same riff in the same place yeah. as it would standard tuning yeah. oh, and no. it sounded flat as a pancake <laughs> like you know flattest of tired pancakes you were and I was like oh sugar <laughs> and everyone looked at me like yeah you can get away with some things to a point can't you but maybe when a full solo is not in the key people oh, start no. looking but, you know but with that song that's the first thing you hear yeah 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 like yeah. I think it happens it's definitely happened to a couple of us in flash floods like I've, I've yeah. played the chords the other week so um Every time I come, like I'm not properly concentrating for when when the sun goes down. I'm in that. I still saw that. Just like literally, just you you take your mind off it for one second. Yeah, you play the wrong chord. It's it's just just, no. We all get it, innit? Is it not not writer's block? What do you call it? Yeah, musician. I don't know what it is. I think at that point, mental block. You just forget, don't you? Sometimes. I I played White Wedding by Billy Idol once. And I just forgot the riff. Yeah. <laughs> you do, you come to it and, and you play it every week. Yeah, I just I, I yeah. played the B chord, as yeah. I do. Bass, do, 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 do. And I'm like, right, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't sound right. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute, yeah. just keep going. And then comes to you then, you're like, what happened then? I always find when you learn a song the week before, that goes well. And then the ones that you've got in your set from 10, 10 years, they start fucking up, don't they? It's just weird yeah, how it works, really. Yeah. But... Right, we're going to have to call it a break there. We're on 29 minutes, so uh, we'll move into maybe more like now, really, and where, where you're up to now, really. So we'll see you in a minute. Yeah. Put an advert in. Might be an advert with Jack in it. We'll never know. We'll see you in a minute. Hello, it's Lee from the One More Songcast. I do apologise about interrupting your episode, but this is a public service announcement. Now, we need people to like share, subscribe and follow us across social media, YouTube and the podcast platforms. It would really help us to reach more people, reach musicians like ourselves and reach just people who like listening to podcasts. So across TikTok, Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at Tom's Cast One or just simply the One More Songcast on YouTube or your favourite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts. So, 
And don't forget to download, rate and review on your podcast platform. Get in our comments, like, share, subscribe on YouTube. And also just follow everything we generally do across social media. Cheers. I'll let you get back to your episode now. Hello, we're back. Hi. There you go, you do it, Jack. No, we're back. <laughs> Word homes. <laughs> right, so Jack, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your routine as, as a guitarist then and how that's developed. So obviously we've all got busy lives and stuff and you're now at the point in your story where you're in two bands. You then tell me you, you join another band as well. Mm. So what was your routine like for practice? Were you practicing like a madman? Yeah, I was. Was your girlfriend honest. getting a bit um, pissed off with that as well? Or? <laughs> no, she wasn't, to be fair. No, she always supports me, whatever I do with my music. Um, but this third band that I joined, it was the drummers in Area 51. And uh, classic rock band. And I was like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it, because I'm hungry for more. Um, and... It was getting to the stage where I was doing like three rehearsals a week. <laughs> so it was like a Monday and a Wednesday and a Thursday. Nice. And it was like, okay, I'm getting a little bit tired now, <laughs> you know. But uh, I left my job at the council. I went to work on a construction site right. with my dad. And it changed then because I was working longer hours. Mm. I was doing like seven to half five every day. Sometimes weekends, to be yeah. honest. And that kind of took that away from me a little bit being in three bands auditioning it kind of took it away because i couldn't find time to to learn another set list yeah. in this classic rock band I, I did but it was difficult and it was harder and this this job i hated it on this construction site i hated it just and, pure grafting oh, now it wasn't so much the graft i just hated it and it made me think oh god i can't can't learn my guitar now. I'm yeah. warm. I'm too tired. Is that all you were thinking about at work as well? At yeah, the time? because I got, I didn't get forced into it, but I, I got this job on this construction site, trying to learn how to like install drainage on a bigger scale, basically yeah. for like sewers and stuff like that. And um, I didn't like it. I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't want to do it to be honest. I just went because it was more money because it helped me out at home, renting and that. And I found it hard to find time, especially after work after a day's graft on a construction site, freezing your backside off, trying to get on my guitar and learn. I just didn't want to do it. I just couldn't mm, be bothered. Knackered kind of thing and just, yeah. Yeah, it was hard. And then you're trying to warm up as well because you've been out and yeah, been and out in the freezing cold I for always, 10 hours. Ever since I started learning guitar, I've always had this fear of freezing my hands. You know, like having really cold hands and damaging your hands yeah, through like yeah. power tools or... yeah the frost and things like that it was I hate it was a horrible ang anxious feeling of not yeah. being to learn any guitar or play any guitar with frozen fingers and I learnt about this thing called what, vibration white finger I don't know if you've heard of that I haven't it's basically where you've been using power tools for so long the blood flow inside your, your hand starts to decrease right I think and you end up having pins and needles in it and right, you can't pick yeah. small things up so a lot of a lot of raw workers that have been doing it for years have it. Yeah, I see. <clears throat> and I was always worried that I was going to get that. And that got me anxious about learning guitar. It's interesting that. So we were talking off camera that you're quite an overthinker. Yeah. And I'm the same as well. The, the amount of ridiculous worries I go for on a yeah. daily basis. And it depends. It, usually with me, the anxiety comes from what I care about the most. And that seem, seems similar to you. Yeah. So you care the most about your guitar and you're thinking about things that are going to get in the way with that. Mm. 
So for me, sometimes it used to be my voice. I'd be like, oh, I, I don't want to... I used to work in a, in a teaching job at a school teaching PE and I didn't like shouting a lot no. because I didn't want to damage my voice. Yeah. So you seem quite similar with that. Is that a common trend in your life that you kind of anxious and, and overthink oh, things yeah. like that a little Absolutely. bit? Yeah. yeah, even not even just my hands. It's just I've got like body anxiety, basically. I'm not exactly the same, mate, yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> and it... It has an effect on you mentally, yeah, and you, you think to yourself, "I can't. I don't want to do it now." Then I'm just overwhelmed by all yeah. these thoughts. And <clears throat> going around this this phase, it was like 2017 at the time. I thought, "I'm not in a good place here." Mm. You know, I even experienced choking for the first time ever. You know, I, I choked on something, and I couldn't breathe for like five, six seconds. Yeah, and that scared me. Yeah, really scared me. And the reason why I choked was because I was rushing my dinner. Because I thought I've got to get on that construction site, make sure that the bosses don't think I'm lazy, and they've got to make sure that I'm there. And I'm rushing and I'm, I'm choking on uh, my own, no one around. Mm. Thankfully, it went down my windpipe and I just had this massive belch later on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, going back to that, yeah. you know, with, with the hand and stuff. That's when it all started. Do you find as well, so say you're worrying about your hands, you start to get these weird pains in your hands and almost... No, no I, get, I, I get like that sometimes. Like, no, no, on another subject, it's more to do with my chest and my body. Right, yeah. That I get. Um, but it all started around then because I was learning about pressure with work full-time, proper yeah. graft, you know. And because my dad was like on machines and stuff like that, uh, he always used to get these kind of jobs. And I was like, well, I'll have to come and work with you then. Yeah. And then one day I just decided, right, <clears throat> I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to work in a timber yard, <laughs> just stacking timbers up. At least, no, I'm not away from that. And I can still play my guitar because it gave me a bit more time then. Yeah. It was like seven till four instead. So You've always got the guitar in mind. Yeah, then. exactly. Yeah. I was trying to work around having yeah. time to play the guitar. Yeah. So I thought construction's not for me. Mm. You know, these big muscly scaffolders and you you know that, you've told me about them. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get them and bricklayers are all muscly and <coughs> I want sausage and egg bar for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I tied it up. I'll be right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Calvary. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought this isn't for me and then that's when it all changed in 2018 we were expecting our first child and then that's when it all changed again okay so talk us talk there yeah, talk to me about this this third band you joined so it was a classic rock band what was yeah. the name of that band then the hugies the hugies okay i like the fugees but not yeah but they were actually called <laughs> the huge our soul band okay all oh, right so yeah. interesting yeah. just yeah. listen to that again the huge our soul band <laughs> huge our <laughs> Soul. Huge soul. No, I still don't get it. No, no, no. Huge soul. No, the huge our soul band. No, no, no. <laughs> I, th I think the listeners and the viewers. Will yeah, I'll it. listen back to it. See if I can work it out in, in my editing time. Yeah. Huge our soul band. Huge yeah. ass. There we go. I've got it. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long day. <laughs> it was spelt the Hugh as in Hugh Laurie, Hugh Grant. Jaw as in J A W R E. And soul as in. Okay, I get you. Okay. Soul's music. <laughs> so that's what we did, yeah. Lovely. Classic rock. And Lovely. that's what we did. Um, Born to be wild and Sea Soul Sanctuary. and But Nige, the guitarist, you know Nige, I think. He's, yeah, um, from uh, oh, what's the Pump and Junction Pumping Band Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. I found he was like my hero at the time he was a lead guitarist and he just used to sh like shred 
uh, something on by Pink Floyd. Wow. And he shredded that perfectly. He had a Helix pedal, so he was way ahead of me. And I just playing the chords and watching him, thinking, wow, this guy's really good. I want to be like him. Yeah. You know, and then he could do a um, whole lot of Rosie by ACDC. Wow. And he used to, this is where I get it from, he used to walk around the pub wireless. Right. You know, in the beer garden, and, and, and that's where I get it from. I yeah. do that, as you well know. Yeah. yeah and that, we've had gigs with them Leyland Gates, and then Jap just walked off stage. And then, like, the next thing, he's like peering through the window, <laughs> playing guitar. And yeah. Stuff like I, that. You know, I, I just think it's cool. It's entertainment, yeah. isn't it? And, and Have you ever pushed it far enough where you've lost your connection? No, no, <laughs> not yet. Weirdly, I don't know how far he went, but he went like in the gates, like, say, this is the back wall where we're playing. You go to the bar, like it's about 20 steps that way. Then next, then you go there, yeah. back on yourself, there's yeah, an exit. Yeah, yeah. And he walked all the way around the pub, round the back of the bar. Yeah, yeah. And there's another e entrance there. So he just come back in and like, like right normal. In a circle, basically. <laughs> People like having a fag going, all right, what are you doing? Like, you know. <laughs> and then he'd then just go and sit next to someone playing. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it was just Fran and his dog Reggie walking past. And going, All right, buddy, you know, he didn't even dog know. Dog Reggie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, the one, yeah, that's where I got it from. Yeah. Nigel was my hero at the time. He still is now, you know. I don't really speak to him that much. I should do, really, but he was kind of like the guy I looked up to with again with the league guitar going back to Chris at college I looked into as well but because we left college and went our separate ways yeah. Nige was the new guy to look up to I see I see you so know. you said you got you got that problem where you're now in three bands and a couple of bands weren't yeah. happy with um, with you playing in other bands talk, talk to us is that quite common occurrence I'm guessing in when you're in yeah, a few bands yeah it is only well I didn't have that problem really they were yeah. alright with me about it to be fair but Sometimes it can cause problems because you end up putting other bands first before them and then things get crossed and, oh, we've got a gig here and, oh, I can't do that gig, I'm there. And, you know, things start, oh, yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, I want to play that one, but you're not going to be yeah. available. Yeah. And that's when things can get a bit out of hand. But, you know, I've always been open about it and said, well, that's all right, not a problem. We'll just rebook it and do another one. Doesn't yeah. matter, no problem. But to some people it can... Yeah, can really, really like affect some, can't it? You yeah. Know? How, yeah. How did you remedy that then, um, or did did you end up having to leave one of the bands? Or no, I, I left. I left. What did I do with that? Area Fifty One went a separate way, so that kind of like did me a favour a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I see. Um, I was still playing with the Wrangling right up to lockdown, basically. So I stayed with them for a while. But with the UG, that lasted about a year, up to twenty eighteen, which is when we were expecting our first child. Yeah. So I was still in two bands then. But um, um, <clears throat> at the time, I said, look, I said, because we we're going to be having this child, I'm going to have to stop playing for a bit. So I told the UGs, they were like, yeah, no problem. Because they were like, they were like in the 60s. You know, they were, their, their era was the 60s, 70s rock, and they were just, they're retired. Yeah. They're not bothered. They just do it for a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, the other band, The Wrangling, they were all right about it. Absolutely fine. I still went to rehearsal, but I just didn't do any gigs. I see. So they weren't really that. I, I didn't really have that experience with any issues with people doing this, that, and the other, really. It That's was all fair enough. pretty cool. So, it. fatherhood then. So, yeah. you have a child, um, obviously, a, a 
biggest moment of your life, I suppose. Yeah, it was. Um, but obviously it affects your gigging and it affects your work. So oh, how did yeah. you cope with that at oh, the start? Yeah, well, this is it, you see. Well, it, obviously it was getting close to like COVID, wasn't it? So 2019, right, yeah. 2018, 2019, I, I said, look, I'm not doing this anymore because I've got, I've got a child to look after now. I've got a little boy. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, fine. And um, I was still working full time, but me and my partner didn't have a house. So I had nowhere to put all my stuff, basically. Right, all yeah. my guitar stuff, it was all uh, in a storage place, which was costing a lot of money, really. And they said it 24 access on the side, but you didn't have 24 access, you couldn't get in it. So all my stuff had just been gathering dust, forgetting about, really. Yeah. They were quite sad, but all I had was my little Line 6 amp and my me, um, me little guitar, me, me, not my little guitar, my Ibanez guitar at home. And I just, I've got a picture somewhere of me, me lad here. Yeah. And I'm playing like this, and my trying to multitask as well, and he's like, like that, and I'm like, all right, pal, you know, trying to learn this out and the other. So I did attempt it, you know, and I was, it was fine. I didn't mind, you know. He was only a, a newborn; they're easy at that age. You can, yeah. you can just feed them, yeah. put them to sleep, and off you go and play. <laughs> Crack the big amp out. Yeah, it's when you get old. They get older. That's when it gets harder. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So were you missing the gigging at that time then, or was just kind of your your you focus is just somewhere else that you didn't even really? No, yeah. I, 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 my focus was somewhere else because yeah. obviously I, I was working full time. We just got our first mortgage, we had our first child, and we were just me and were just still into music, but obviously I had all them priorities first, and that's where it, I, I wasn't missing the gigging really because mm. I knew that I'd get back into it as soon as well as soon as the time was right really. Yeah, yeah. and then coronavirus arrived and that's when it all stopped didn't it yeah you know how did that how did that affect you because i know this this is a different answer for everyone really um for me obviously i came out of lockdown and never been as busy um i think you'd spoken about it you were already virtually on the road to being full-time then mm, when you leave yeah so pretty much yeah that did affect you a little bit um in terms of your work so how was it how was that for you, knowing you couldn't get out to it if you wanted to now? Yeah, it was a bit depressing, got to be honest. You know, it, we, I, I think it was the first time I ever got into politics, to be honest. Yeah, that's, same, mate, actually. That's all yeah. it was, wasn't it? There was, yeah. no, there was no music, there was nothing live. You couldn't. You had to like re-watch old live stuff, which wasn't the same, was no. it? You know what I mean? No. And I, I felt quite sad because I thought, oh, this is it now, you know? We're not going to be able to gig ever again. No. What if this never goes away? Yeah. What if this is what life is all about now? What what we're going to do? Mm. You know. I, I, to, to be honest, though, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't depressed as such over it. I think I, I always knew that you know one day it'll all go back to yeah. normal because there was a lot of positivity going about. You know, all the clapping three rows, <laughs> the vaccine was on the way, and yeah. it was all like there wasn't. It was a lot of doom and gloom, and it was a sad time, but we all, at the back of my mind, I always thought, oh, well, you know, there's, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel with something like this. Which is quite strange, really, because I'm more of an overthinker and an anxious person, but I, I wasn't really anxious about that. I wasn't anxious about it killing me or anything stupid like that. No. I was more anxious about, um, well, no, I actually turned quite bitter to, and questioned everything, government, yeah. 
and I started to get quite more angry and, fr- yeah, and I, more the way that other people were reacting and stuff and yeah. sort of being sucked into the whole media spin that's what started to and I, I, that changed me and it's kind of still changed me now to a point where I just question everything yeah that's right yeah you're right there rather that, than being anxious to the point where it's like oh no this this I, I didn't believe any of the propaganda I suppose no but, uh, it was it was rife of it though wasn't it oh god yeah know? yeah um, so was there a point then so obviously COVID it's not ideal for gigging and also you've had a child and you, you, your music stuff is sat in a storage unit is there any point you thought I might just sell all this shit it's a new new chapter for me no not really no I always had a, an incline that I would carry on yeah. doing it it was never going to give up I always had the Ricky Astley <laughs> um, <laughs> it was I, I thought no I'm, I'm going to I'm going to keep going keep learning keep doing what I want to do I'm only in one band the Wrangling we're not we're all right. We're just going to wait until the time's right and we'll get back to it again, not a problem. Because we already knew the set list. We all knew the songs. Yeah. So we just kept in touch over, like, WhatsApp and stuff. And yeah. Just said, yeah, just learn this, learn that. Keep going and see how we get on. What was your first gig back? Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Go on. I remember that very well. That was the end of the wrangling. And that was the new dawn of the flash floods. Oh right! Oh, so this is the, this is the gig where we met. That's the oh, one. Go on then. Let's this was the after, this was 2021, summer 2021 at uh, Ribchester. So it's the up. pubs are starting to come back round again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ribchester, where I grew up, it was a festival called Rock on the Wreck. It goes on every year, every summer. Um, I was, I think we were like third or fourth, wrangling a four piece, and I was singer. I'm not going to say any names, but our <laughs> singer was uh, decided to have a few have a few to drink you know yeah. which I'll get we've all just come out of lockdown we, you know <laughs> we've missed it fair enough anyway we get onto the stage don't we and you already know what's coming don't you you know we had um, it, it had too much gin right and he was just mumbling the words we played the Eaton Rifles by the jam yeah tune and he was just going <laughs> like Elvis's last concert yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of and we were just looking at him like what is this fool doing <laughs> And he was tumbling, and then we tried to do White Wedding by Billy Idol. I remember the riff, everything was fine. And he's going, White Wedding, you know, like this. Arctic Monkey stuff. Start again. High pitch, because he can't sing, because his throat's that dry. And then Drummer, I remember him, I'm looking at Drummer, and he goes, Here, he said, have a drink of water. And he had this drink of water, and then that right then, just like, oh, so embarrassed. Oh, man. And he was tumbling around, and he was mumbling. I was really annoyed because obviously I knew a lot of people that lived in Ribchester yeah. from school, and yeah. And I thought, I don't want them to see me in this. I thought, oh, I was just angry. Uh, well, so was we, that the general feeling of the band then? They didn't, weren't finding it funny, it was like. No, we came out of lockdown. This yeah. was the first gig since yeah. that, and we were like, yeah, brilliant. And Fit it just ended up being yeah. a disaster. Sure. So we went to. It was like at the back of a wagon, like a Balka wagon. We got to the back of there, and I remember the bass player saying to him, you need to stop having a drink and maybe have a bit, you know, be a bit sober when you're playing. And he was arguing and arguing, you know, and he said, well, I'll walk, I'll walk now. And he walked. And that the was lead that. singer? Yeah, that oh. was that. It just went separate ways. And that's when I saw you. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Abby, and I think Nosh was there as well. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> My missus, no Sheen, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's, sorry. A, it's an abbreviation, uh, <laughs> just for anyone who, with a dirty mind. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, and I just went over to him and I said, um, I said, look, I said, if you're looking for a guitarist, another one, 
give me a shout, <laughs> give me a ring. Oh, that really? was awful. Well, this was a thing like, I was saying like, listen guys, I'm not a lead guitarist. I'm, I, I can do it if I need to, but there were certain bits I just wasn't able to play and I felt like it was holding us back a bit. I wasn't gonna be able to play Mr. Brightside or <laughs> things like that. So I just said, if we find one, we find one. If we don't, it just means we can't play certain songs. And then we were all watching Jack on stage and he was playing Take Me Out by uh, Franz, Franz Ferdinand. We do that in our set. So we are like, oh yeah, Sony can play that. He can play Dakota, look, like, this is good. Yeah. And then he comes past and says that and then like, <sighs> We've just poached the lead guitarist without even poaching well, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And um, yeah, because I remember listening to you thinking like, oh God, this is in our set list, this. What are we going to do now? Oh, I hate that, yeah. Because nobody knew what the set list yeah. were. So were you on before then? Yeah, we were so on before yeah, then. And, watched, and it yeah. actually We were felt, a new band. When I listened to it, I mean, please don't take offence, Lee, but when I listened to it, it felt like it had a missing piece. Oh, yeah. You. No, we all said it. Um, I you think know. Simon was the only one that didn't didn't agree because at the time, like we were all quite tight. Yeah. Like we we got to a tight four piece, but there was just definitely that extra edge that you need that you can only get from a rhythm guitar or a keyboard. And yeah. with that in there, it would just they're in this. And I think Simon felt like, oh, if we add someone else in now and they're not that good, yeah. then it's going to take months and all this sort of thing. And yeah, don't get me wrong, it didn't click straight away, but these no. things do take time and that's all, we, all, all it takes is communication. Yeah, yeah, it was. It just felt like, oh, you know, this could do with an extra bit in here. You know, it's like, it's like anything, isn't it? It's like you've got that missing piece of a jigsaw, it doesn't, yeah. the whole picture's not quite right, but if you put that piece in, it's... That makes sense. So how know. quickly did it go from you saying, if you need a guitarist, I'll join to then actually having your first practice and gig and but all that. It was, the, it was actually the following day. I think mean, I'll really? yeah. be the drummer. She uh, messaged me about it. Right. Yeah, it was... we were all talking and saying, like, should we get that guitarist? I was like, I thought he was pretty good. Um, Simon didn't really respond apart from to tell us he was, well, he didn't even tell us he was going to be late for practices. Yeah. He, was, he won't yeah. mind us saying this. Um, to be fair, he was uh, He was always. He, he was very busy with his business at the time. So like Simon, we'd practice at seven. We'd see Simon at half eight so is every he the, week. A bassist. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, a bassist yeah. before yeah. Lee. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it was just like, he was, again, he was the only one that was like, it's going to take us months. It's going to take us months. But we're like, yeah, so what if it does? We're going to get there. And mm. we'd already said, like, you weren't really going to gig until you were ready, until you were ready to gig, and you had a baby on the way anyway. Didn't yeah, you, we did. Point? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Second baby on the way, and I was like, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to join you though because, you know, I, I, that was a kind of, you know, you were a lot like my age group. Mm. You know, these guys are a little bit older, and I've been with them since 2016. I wanted to move on. You know what I mean? And what was it? We had like one practice, and I think we just. It just came clicked together, didn't it? Really? Yeah, it was all just we got on as a five, really. Yeah, we did. I think yeah, yeah. Simon never said much apart from the fact that he hated the songs, but yeah. like you could see the banter between us oh, from yeah. that, and you were. But he was pretty unpopular. I remember seeing his bass play, and I thought he's a really good bass player. And he's oh, slapping he's... that bass. He was like, wow. Yeah. It was he... like that unique sound, you know, like a flea yeah. out of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. It was kind yeah. of like that, and I thought, wow, what, a, what a sound? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was he he was an absolutely top bass player. If he if if he could have committed more time to it, he like he'd still be with us now. Yeah, because he was absolutely top. But 
I think he would have got fed up of the songs and it. Yeah. I think that was that would have been the only downfall of it. But yeah, Simon was brilliant. So did that band with the with the drunken lead singer, did they continue? Is that the end of that band? No, that was the end of that band. Wow. The, in one in one gig. Yeah, the, the lead singer now is in another band, he's in a tribute band. Right, yeah. Um the bass player and the drummer, I'm with them now in a second band. Ah. Right, okay, yeah. So I, didn't I thought you were just in Flashbloods, to be fair. No, so, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. In, I'm in two bands. Yeah, no, nice, nice. <laughs> You've only recently joined them, though, haven't you? Yeah, I'm only just like, yeah. it's just, it's been a bit, it's been a bit tough yeah. with time and stuff, but. Yeah. Right, tell you what, we'll take a quick break there, and then we'll talk about parenting side. Yeah. And how that's um, a difficulty and more experiences with Flashbloods up to this point. So uh, we'll see you in a minute. Cheers. Hello, it's me. Preston's biggest dick, and I'm not talking about my attitude problem. Help! I need somebody! Well, Tony at Timpan Alley Guitars helps. He's very good for your services, setups, part replacement, and much, much more. I've had many of my guitars fixed by Tony, just from his house in his little workshop, and he does a fantastic job. So... To find out more about it, go onto Tony's Facebook page, Tony Helps, or type in Tin Pan Alley Guitars on Facebook, and you will see the range of guitars that Tony has fixed and also put together himself. He also does charity auctions to raffle off guitars that he has fixed up, all for good causes. So, without further ado, go and check him out. Back to the episode. Hello, welcome back to our fourth and final part of the episode. So we've covered your um, life pretty much up to flash floods. Um, so, and you're now a parent as well at this point. So talk us around some of the struggles of parenting and obviously working, well, I suppose not, not working in, in many people's eyes, but gigging over the weekends and being away from home and stuff like that. Yeah. What, what challenges have you found? Well, yeah, this is it, you see, you know, um, <clears throat> When you become a parent, priorities change straight away. You know, your kids always come first. And if you ever want to try and learn a song and you want to learn a song mm. or want to play a gig and you're like, oh, no, I can't. I've got to sort my kids out and then I've got to, you know what I mean? It's always, it's, it's a routine. It's, it's a full-time job. It's a second full-time job. But in your other full-time job, you have breaks where in this one you don't. No. And even when you do, you're asleep, you know. So it can be difficult, yeah. It's very hard. I find it, I found it quite hard. When my our second child was born, I found it hard to even find time at all to play yeah. because I had my eldest one running around with the newborn. So I'm like, my hands are full like this. Yeah. And, um, you know, the guitar just, it's just, a, it's just on display. <laughs> but... What I've tried to do, I mean, I have had, I've had problems with this. I've had a bit of like depression over it and stuff. And I've always wanted to try and find time to play guitar and still do what I love to do because it's like my little sanctuary. It's my safe place. It's where I can go away Do you think without it. that then you do struggle? Yeah, yeah. I do because um, it would, it'd, I think it would just, it would break me to be honest, mm. you know, but you know, I'm trying. I know a lot of. I know a lot of um, households don't have the space. You know, there's a lot of households that have got small houses, and like ours, we've got a small house, and there's no, not even a, a room to just go and sit in on your own, just to switch off because your kids are just there. So I think it's important that 
you know, you, you make time, you speak to your partner, if you're with your partner, obviously yeah. with kids, and, and just say, look, I'll do this, I'll do that, but let me go out on this day, let me go out on this evening just to go and practice or go and do this and make time for yourself, you know what I mean? Because it can get overwhelming, like you think, oh, I haven't got time to play this anymore, I can't do this anymore, I'm just going to forget it, and it's very easy to do oh, that. It is. You you know, it's not of, just yeah. about parenting though, it can be anything, work yeah. related, working Definitely. away, uh, obviously I'm working full time, I don't do music as a living, I, you know, so I have to do these things yeah. first, and it can, like I say, it can be challenging, but what I would say is just, just find the time, find some time to learn to do what you want to do with your guitar or even any instrument really. You know, find a place, find somewhere, like speak to people that have got the same interests as you and try and organise, I don't know, an evening or a day at a studio or something just to keep yourself going. Definitely. Because if you don't, you are, you might forget about it and then that buzz will go. No, it's right. The longer, so, well, the, the more you fall into that routine, yeah. you're just going, ah, not tonight, not tonight, I'll yeah. do it at the weekend. It's very easy. Especially, it is. you know, I, you know, even if your kids are my, my oldest, he struggles to go to bed at night. Yeah. You know, and, and that's hard because that was my time to learn. And, yeah. you know, I've got to do that first before I start picking the guitar up and doing some songs. And sometimes when, I, when I'm rehearsing with my bands, I do feel like I've let them down a bit sometimes. I can understand that, yeah. <clears throat> because I, I want to... I want to learn and I can learn, I can do it the way you want me to and I can do it really well. But I just, I just struggle sometimes and I, I do feel like sometimes I let people down. You think it's a, do you think it's a guilt thing as well? I yeah. sometimes, so like for tonight, for example, I've been out all day, I won't get back till later on. And that yeah. guilt starts to build of, oh shit, I'm out all night. Like, and I've not even got kids. Yeah. Uh, it's just more for like my yeah. girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, and, and, I feel that as well. And you're like, the guilt starts to build yeah. and you're like, oh shit, you know. Um, yeah, I'm like, I need to go out tonight, do rehearsal yeah. band. And then I, deep down, I still feel bad for going because then I'm yeah. leaving my partner with kids. So how have you, um, maybe you haven't overcome it, but how have you tried to find ways around it then? And what advice would you give to other parents that want to be musicians are musicians who have maybe taken a step back from it that want to get back into it or people that are just struggling to find the balance as well yeah like i said just keep at it don't put it away just because like you think oh i can't be bothered you've got to keep that mind and think you know i'm really good at this i want to still keep playing it i want to you need to keep that mindset even though your kids are there screaming wanting you yeah that's fine sort that out but always keep it in your mind that you're a musician and you want to still keep doing it because like you say with me just find time just find people yeah. that you know or just meet people or online it's easy now just to make friends with people and just arrange things like even then come round to you just play the instrument and you know just find people basically yeah. even in your own house just do it there and yeah it is strange, isn't it? Because if someone was, if someone had kids and wanted to go and play for a Sunday league football team or go out for a beer on a Friday and Saturday yeah. night, some people just manage to do it, don't they? Still, so yeah. it's it it it's almost like with music, it 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 does take up a lot more of time because yeah. you have to practice between it. If you're just playing Sunday league football, you don't obviously you get better if you yeah. did it, but you, you don't feel like because no. you're going to do that because 
you're not getting paid for it. No. So you don't put the, as much work yeah. into it. So I suppose there is that element because you've got that bit in the week with music yeah. that it gets looked at differently as well. And uh, I get 100% what you're saying. We were just talking off air and it was like, you know, I've had friction with my partner over it because I could, I could see it from the other side as well. Like how much time it takes up. I'm obviously in a lot more projects than yeah, anyone else, but two bands when you've got a full-time job, you've not spent all day with your message and then you're going out in the evening yeah. to practice. It must it it must take its toll and that's where people yeah. do get that, oh, I can't be arsed tonight, I yeah. just need to chill. Yeah, you, you get guilt coming in, like you say, mm. and, and but you just got to... I can't really explain how... Is there any ways say. that you've like tried to work with your kids and your partner to go oh well why don't you get involved in helping me with this riff or listening or and try and do it that way if that makes any sense yeah i have to be fair my oldest especially yeah he you know i say yeah put these headphones on and i'll start playing something he's like oh yeah i like this you know but my youngest one that's still walking around, he just likes to press all the buttons. <laughs> open the flat cases up and down and, you know. Turn your amp off while you're still playing. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does all that. And <clears throat> it just, it's hard because you want to try and involve him, but at the same time, you're like, don't touch that. Yeah, oh, don't yeah. do this, you know. Don't yeah. spill your drink on it. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, my, my pedal board gets full of finger marks. and Yeah, but... Which, you know, it's all part of it, but you just got to... Just keep going with it, you know. Keep it going. So you were saying off air that you you're building a shed at the minute, yeah. Because like you say, you don't feel like you have a room to yourself where you could just escape. Because you know, as we get older, life does get more difficult. There's more responsibilities. um, Yeah. But you want to create a a space for yourself that you can escape, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't. I understand and appreciate that everybody's got a shed or a back garden or like that, but. I'm fortunate enough to have a shed and yeah I'm looking into converting it into like a, a studio well I say a studio not like a mixer or like that just just a room yeah so put the PS5 in and guitars and just lock myself in and just think right I'm in my own space now I can learn this yeah and if I need to go out to kids I will do mm-hmm. but at least I've got my own area and my own space where everything is that I need and where everything is it's not gonna get touched only by me and it's there so I think you know even if you've got a small house or you've got a a spare room just go in your spare room and just have that as your room you know don't have it as the kids go in it or even if you've not got that just I don't know practicing your car I've done that before (laughs) you know what I mean it's quite a difficult hard question to answer because I understand some people haven't got it like that have they but if you have, then yeah. just take advantage of the smaller space you've got. It might not be, you know, it might not be a great hole, but you've got somewhere yeah. to at least go to just have some peace and on your own just to learn. Yeah, even if you say it's like a practice space with a band or like a collective, um, yeah, just, a collective space just for like you know meeting up and that yeah. Kind and of if thing. You, if you're with your partner, just speak to them and just say, look, you know, I want to. I just want some time where I can do this. I'll do everything else first. I'll sort the kids out first and I'll do this and I'll do that. And then let me just do what I need to do then and just equal it out. Do you find you have to make extra plans about like activities for kids on the weekend because yeah. you know you're going away? Like, yeah. what, How do you tackle it that way? Do you sort of just plan it every few weekends, right, this is a, our day with the kids and whatever it is? Well, yeah, I mean, what we tend to do is we just... I, I work most weekends, 
Saturdays more, um, but it's just the morning. So what I'll do is I'll get home and I'll be like, right, let's take kids to the park or something, or let's go here, there, wherever, and then just have a day, have them run riot, get them as tired as possible, <laughs> and then get them to bed early. Yeah. Sometimes works. You could do that. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, we, we have days where we just say, right, I'll have one day where I just don't touch it at all, just entertain the kids, and then I'll have maybe an hour when they've gone to bed just to learn a basic verse or a basic chorus. And then with being a musician, I'm, like, listening to it as well in my head, mm. or I'm listening to it in the car or the van, and that helps as well. What, so you record yourself, is that what you're saying? No, well, not really, no. What I'll do is if, if I'm learning a song... You'll listen to song, parts, yeah. I'll listen yeah. to parts when I'm driving while yeah. I'm on my own. Yeah. Even if it's just to get a loaf of bread, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Are you quite disciplined with that then? Because I find yeah. I'm like, oh, I need to do this or plan these questions maybe for you today or whatever, but then end up sticking some talk sport on or, or something. No, yeah, you know what I mean? that, that does happen. So, yeah. lot, to be fair, yeah. yeah, that does happen. But I do have to keep playing them yeah. to, to know them, yeah. basically. And, and, and if you know if a musician does is good at that then that's one way of doing it do you find you're more disciplined because you've only got a, a small window of time to yeah. actually practice it it helps with your discipline yeah, because you know right i've got to do that yeah. now i've got to cre create these small windows for myself yeah. to the shops yeah. to listen to music that's it. And, i mean yeah. I, i'm a little bit different i will just literally five minutes to myself i'll just play a riff and then go oh, i can do that mm. and then I'll watch it on YouTube and then watch someone else do it and then go, oh, right, what's that then? Yeah. And then and I'm at work, I'll just listen to it and listen to it and just get it in my head what the chords are. And then that's what I do, really. Yeah. That's how I do it. It's, it's impressive because there's a lot of distractions around today. Yeah. You can sometimes find yourself watching bloody stupid shorts on YouTube before you know it. And I'm a bit like that sometimes, me. So uh, I yeah. admire your discipline in that sense. Yeah, it's that <laughs> survey question, isn't it, that gets yeah. me. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I think that's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, get lost. I'm not doing your stupid stuff. Oh, you mean ever. on the apps? Yeah. 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 I think I think as well, like, doing what you're doing, I, I don't... I don't practice much, really. I no. practice when I'm obviously when kids don't turn up to the lessons or whatever when I'm in the school. I've obviously had time to practice because I've technically been off all summer. I do the odd bit of work for my missus' business. But you'll get it where you've got a limited time window. So what I would do, the way I learn songs now, is I barely play them before yeah. I actually play them in the band. Yeah. So if I, I know we're learning Jerk It Out, like, right, okay. Let's just listen to this over and over again yeah. on the way to Rochdale, 45 yeah. minutes journey up yeah. an hour and a half in the morning because of the M61 traffic. And you just learn the structure, what part goes in yeah. where. And then you just take in that sound. It, like, it's just the way they hit the, yeah. and hit that's the what, chord. That's what I do. I'm similar to that. To be I know some musicians are different, but if, if there's any out there that are like that, that is one way you could do it, mm. you know. Um... I tend to do that quite a lot, to be honest, listening to it over and over again yeah. until I'm sick of it. And then... Do you write much? Are you much of a writer? No, that, that song I mentioned earlier, that's <laughs> the only one I've ever okay, tried yeah. to write. I, I, don't get me wrong, it's always been a bit of a dream of mine where I've always wanted an album. Yeah. You know, like, just to listen to myself or listen to my music over the radio. I've always wanted to do that, and I've never done that yet. Is there something that niggles away at you that you know you, you really want to do or you should do, but you just haven't got the time to do it or the mental energy to do it? 
maybe um, right because for me that is writing and getting some yeah, music out there I think you know I have got a lot more to offer yeah. music wise definitely and it does frustrate me sometimes because I know I can and I, and I never get the time properly to do yeah. it so I need a lot more time to do it Yeah, you know the thing is with writing I always think oh it sounds like this song oh it sounds like yeah. that song but, so it took me a long time so I need a lot more time to do it you see that makes sense but then you'll never get out of that no you won't because I think even um, even even uh, my producers that have recorded my two singles recently have said oh yeah that that sounds like something off the first Oasis album yeah. or that sounds like yeah it's Everything's got to sound like something, hasn't it? Sounds, yeah. It's just annoying, isn't it? Yeah, inspiration has to come from something. So. Yeah, and I think it's all based around what you're listening to yeah. at the time. So if you have got, if you can put four chords together, just have a go. You, you might like it. Even if it's just to, on your helix, just lay down a loop yeah. and just improvise over it, get yeah. a melody written, yeah. like, do it that way. Talk to me about your Helix then, how are you getting on oh. with that? So if for anyone who doesn't know, Helix is basically a digital amp, is that right? With all the pedal boards on it and everything else. It's just an all-in-one, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's an all-in-one system. So it's like a an amp simulator. So you mm -hmm. can have like a specific type of amp. If say you wanted a Marshall Plexi sound, you can get that. And then you can pick a specific type of cabinet, yeah. which is like the speaker yeah. that goes underneath the amp head. I had a really cheap one, a Zoom one, but nowhere near the same, of course. Oh, but no, I no. get the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. the, the Boss GT5 was my first one. Right, yeah. They're good, those yeah. GT5s. I think really it was like good. early 90s, I think, that. Yeah. They're but, um, unbelievable. So have you just ditched all your pedals now, then? Yeah, and or, Have much. you ditched your amp as well, or are you no, still no, running I've, it? I've still got my amps, yeah. but what I did was I just thought, you know what, I've had enough. Yeah. I just want to do it. I want to go for it. Because, you know, you only live once. Yeah. I'm a full-time <laughs> worker that full of kids. Yeah, I, need, yeah. I need something to just Inspire, get me happy. Yeah. And I thought, you yeah. know what? I'm going to get the BMW of all guitar pedals. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I thought, right, I'm going to get it. And I, I remember speaking to Lee, actually. I said, Lee, I've got an Helix. And he was like, all right, fucking heck. Yeah. Like, he didn't say that, but he said <laughs> something else. But. Yeah, but we, we didn't even discuss it. And you're like, right, I've ordered this Helix. I was like... You're like where did you find the money for that? Well, I'm going to sell all my pedals. Do you want any? I'm like, uh, well, I do. Well, there's a quite a few on your board that I really like, but I really shouldn't, Jack. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I, I said, you know, I'll, I'll give you first dibs on these before yeah. I give them away. But yeah, that's what I did. I just go, I, I got rid of them because one, it's just taking too much clutter in the house. There's enough clutter in the house with toys yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And um, I just wanted something. Like Simple. that, yeah, but but this is to me, this is a starting point now. Now I've got this helix and I'm building this studio, yeah, in the shed. This is going to be something now where I'm going to get into, like, you know, like the computer side to it now, recording, and yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going and that's what I want to achieve now, yeah. So, I've so got maybe a, some writing will come then, yeah. So, yeah. that I've got a goal. So, yeah. going back to the parenting, I'm thinking to myself, right, well, this is only temporary, they'll get older. I've got this now to think about and, and that kind of like that motivates me drives Gives you some me hope. To, yeah. yeah that makes sense so I think you know going back to what you said about parenting and juggling and that it, I'll have a goal as well I've, I've some kind of you know there's some target of what you want to do and make it make it happen that yeah. is so important because obviously like <laughs> the goalposts always move don't they yeah like, you'll, have, you'll have had a goal like Luke says it right once I play my first gig in front of a crowd I'll be happy then once you play your first gig okay once I've 
once I've done this, it'll be I'll be happy. So then your goal is to play acoustic, it's a full yeah. set of acoustic yeah. guitar. Now it's full two sets. The goalposts will always shift because yeah. you're going to get better and better. It's so important to keep you motivated. Yeah, Definitely. it is. You've got to do it. You know, just just don't give it up. Always keep at it and just have that goal, have that set, and think, right, I'm going to do this. Do you think there's too many people in this, maybe not in, just in this country, that kind of just go to work, come home, watch the telly, go to the pub, <laughs> quite and lot. they don't have like an outlet? I'd call it an outlet, really, isn't it? I think yeah. that's the problem with like depression in this country and mental yeah, health problems and all that. It is quite, that happens a lot to be fair. Yeah. There's a lot of people I work with that don't have hobbies. No. They and they just, get home and just stick their heads in the phones and. Yeah, and, or yeah. drink yeah. and then watch football and then go to work and yeah. then, you know, which is fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not, but. You it know, works that, for some people, doesn't that, it? That to me is boring. Mm. You know, I, I want to be. I want, you know, I want my kids to go up and say, oh, my dad's in that band. Yeah. My dad can do this. You know what I mean? No, it's absolutely, just, yeah. It's something that they'll they'll look up to and go, all oh, right, cool. Because if I, my kids, I mean, I, I've not got, obviously going back to what I said earlier about having support and having the 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 uh, the shops around and the guitar shop, not having any of that around. I'm going to say, right, well, if this is what you want to do, this is what I can say to you, and I can help yeah. them out, you know, because what the experience I've had now. Definitely, 100%. I think that's, a, that's another thing, isn't it? I mean... If I'd have grown up in a musical family, I can guarantee you the likelihood is you go one way or the other, I'd have been 10 times better or not interested at all. Yeah. But if you've got the option to try it out and you're seeing a guitar every day, there's a chance you're going to want to give it a go. And yeah. That's something is. I suppose you can pass on to your kids, like yeah. you say. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. talk flash floods with me then. So um, we know how you joined flash floods, obviously from the last part. Um, what's the journey been like with that and where you up to now with it? Oh yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Got to be honest, I'm not just being biased. Favourite band? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because, you know, I've been in, obviously I've been in them other bands who've just been musicians, basically. This band, we're like, we're all mates, you yeah. know what I mean? And and we, we're like, we, we're we all into the same thing. We're all like, you know, we're all into the same era of music. Um, and we're just... We just thrive off it, don't really, basically, and we just we love the banter and and that's what's important, I think. You know, it's not just playing in a band; you're actually mates. Yeah. And and sometimes that's that's really that helps a lot. I think it's one of those things, isn't it? When you're when you're going to do anything, you want to have that side where it's right for four or five people in a room, like working hard towards the yeah. same goal, but. Like if a football dressing room, put it this way, if you're in a really good team, yeah. but you don't get on with your teammates, that team will fall apart really yeah, quickly. Yeah. Does, You've yeah. got that camaraderie in the dressing room that will bring the success. And this is, it's the same with a band. If you can just like, someone will make a mistake, we're all just laughing on yeah. stage. It's like, no one has to tell a joke, no. but when someone says something stupid, we're all thinking the same thing and we're so, everyone's on that person. Yeah. It's never a malicious thing. No, it's no. just, it's brilliant. We do, we say some silly things live, don't we? You know, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> we probably shouldn't repeat uh, no. <laughs> no, but like when we do sound check and things like that, we just uh, what if you have for your tea? Like, uh, well, I'll pass it, <laughs> and then we'll do a radio advert. Like, yeah, uh, Jack. Jack's uh, staple was uh, all right. Jack, check your mic. There's an Accardo just for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or um, buy a bike. Or yeah, that's what you know. It's just fun, isn't it? Because yeah. like, I mean, when you watch a live band, they just go. One, two, one, two, yeah. one, two. And then we just think, oh, let's just make it a bit different. Let's yeah, just definitely. say something. And then oh, that's cool. Jack uses his little, uh, <laughs> what's it, your little boss? Oh, yeah, my, um, oh, what's it called? I should is it V20. V20, V20 yeah. yeah it's, uh, in case anyone's wondering what that is. Yeah. Is it the wireless system? No, the no, vocal no. processor. Oh, yeah, it's a vocal, yeah. Process, bleh, vocal processor, which basically you can add effects to your voice on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cheat, really. Yeah, but, uh, it's not to an extent. Depends what you use it for. Yeah. If you're using it for the harmony setting or you're using yeah. it for the auto tune. Oh, it's I got like harmony. That. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah I've got it, a harmony. Yeah, yeah it's got like it's got this function on it called radio. Yeah, and it sounds like a a, a 1940s World War Two playing radio. Oh, like like in um, or for example in um, well, well, talking about this. Uh, Mr. Brightside, you yeah. Know, like, it was yeah. only a yeah, kiss. yeah. There's a lot of um, a lot of punk music. Use it. Is you know, it like, like the um, David caught the train kind of thing? Um, no. Yeah, you've no. That's distortion. I yeah, think, yeah. David it's caught more the train. like you know Bowling for Soup, that punk band. Right. They use it quite a lot. Yeah. Like, and Green Day use it in Holiday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah, that kind of thing. And yeah. there's there's also Robot. Yeah, and also you've got yeah you've got the bits of like on the delay. Yeah. Like sometimes you get a delay and then that gets the muffled voice. It's like a telephone yeah, talking through a telephone. Yeah, the robot's good though as well. The robot's funny. <laughs> oh, and yeah, you basically have this demon voice. So it's like check your mic, Jack, and he's like down there going, "It's time." Yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, it's just like what the fuck? It sounds like Darth Vader. <laughs> me, me lad loves that. He absolutely loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go then. Yeah. Get him into that. Well, anyway, yeah, processes. we were talking about flash floods and uh, Well, that's what we do, though, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, you, we just. He plays uh, the wrong chord at the end of songs sometimes to piss, well, to do my head in, don't you? Yeah, uh, we. Me and, uh, me and Lee used to agree it. Yeah. <laughs> we used to just say, right, wrong chord on the last one, and then, like, just really play yeah. a horrible chord, yeah. make it clash. Yeah. He's over there going, what the fuck yeah, are you I think, doing? I think it's important that you all get on really well in a band, because yeah. if there's one person that's a bit, mm, it's a bit, <laughs> yeah, can get a bit awkward sometimes. I've had experience with that, you know, but it, it's, it's important that, you get on and you're all on the same wavelength everyone's like oh it'd be right you know oh, you've made a mistake it's alright we'll just forget about it no one knows and we'll put it right next put it right in practice it's, yeah that's, that's what it's it all about. You know, we're all human at the end of the day we all I make mean, mistakes if we were gonna yeah. if we were gonna sack anyone for making mistakes it'd be Chris and me having to dig him out the shit and rem- yeah, yeah. tell him his lyrics <laughs> yeah so that's the easiest bit of singing we've had to do that a couple of times haven't we but it's, it's what it is isn't it you yeah. know yeah wicked so up next for you then is basically um, creating your own space, hopefully getting into some uh, digital recording. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, obviously continuing with the bands. Have you got any ambitions to maybe like, write music, join extra bands? What's what, what you're up yeah, to Yeah, well, that's what I really want to do, to be honest. I mean, I've already, you know, I'm already in two bands now, but I'm, I'm looking into like being a depth for some bands as well you know like if anyone's saying oh we need a guitarist yeah now i know about it i'll be like okay just give me a list of songs and i'll play them we'll have a one practice together and say right well i'm here if you need me you know and yeah. if i'm available yeah so i want to do that i want to be like one of them that helps people out 
because this in flash floods funnily enough it's the first band i've been in where we've used debt players you know where we've like had someone come in that sometimes um, on no rehearsal as well yeah i, I want to be that person too you know it's yeah. another thing that i want to want to yeah. be doing like has it generally worked the depths that have come in does it work quite quickly we've, does it depend we've yeah. had some unbelievable depths i yeah. mean lee actually came in off off a depth gig um learned all the songs in two days we've recently had um a lad called craig um what a bass player he was yeah um there's a we've had a drummer called sean colderbank i don't know if you've has mm. seen him knocking about. He's about Wigan, Wigan musician. Um, mm. He does a lot of the Wigan rugby league fan parks. He's done uh, a fan yeah. park I for. Feel like I, I, do we not follow him on, on the podcast? Possibly. Yeah, he might follow the podcast himself. Yeah, we, yeah. He's one probably we should get on, Sean. He's brilliant. Um, we've had Nick Southwood, who's in the Fun Time Frankies. I don't know if you've seen that. I've uh, heard of them. Wedding band. Yeah, yeah. Knocking about. Um, and he's also in a Queen tribute band, and he, funnily enough, replaced Craig in that tribute band so we've right. had quite a few depths come in and there Gav's just recently joined the band and he was a depth for us before uh, as well on bass. yeah it's just we've been very lucky really to be and honest then, oh, yeah we can't we can't forget Matt who stepped in on rhythm guitar when oh uh, yeah yeah I did it, me reverend in the makers gig yeah absolutely yeah that was he was a good guitarist to be fair he just came in and oh he was know. a good laugh as well oh, he? yeah like we had a rehearsal with him and I was sort of like guiding him if we play anything different I was just sort of there making sure he'd settled in and he, I didn't need to be there he just literally yeah. printed out every page of all the chords and the tabs as well like yeah, made yeah. sure he had every bass and, covered he was brilliant. and he got into the banter as well didn't he? in fact they all did all the depths we've had yeah. you know what I mean I all you need that really wouldn't you we've all thought oh, yeah it's fine yeah. just chill no problems here nice, nice. no egos <laughs> no. have you enjoyed coming on uh, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good man, good I, man. Yeah, he's been really good. good. good <laughs> I've stuff. said a lot of things. That... No, it's been wicked. I've really enjoyed it. Some interesting insights as well. Uh, we're going to finish the episode off on a bit of a game. So if you don't know the context of this game, although we might introduce it in the next part, Chris went a little uh, sorry, Chris, Jack went a little bit viral on, uh, was it Instagram? No, it was TikTok. It was TikTok, TikTok, there you go. Yeah. He loves a bit of TikTok. I, was, I wasn't aware of this yeah. either. So Hollyoaks, uh, you did a theme song for the Hollyoaks, didn't you, messing around in practice? Yeah, I did, yeah. And it, and, uh, um, it went, went off, so uh, yeah. Hollyoaks got in touch. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it in the next part in a second, and uh, we're going to play a little game. See you in a minute. Cheers. See you in a bit. Hi there, how you doing? It's me, the legend that is. I'd just like to take a little bit of time out of the episode to promote a certain music shop that I've had really good experience with. So it is Blackstone Music and it's located in Heskin Shopping Village. Chris Bannister there has been really helpful to me. I had trouble a couple of years ago um, buying from a sort of commercial superstore one of my acoustic guitars. Um, so I went to Chris and ended up getting a completely new guitar. Ever since he's helped me with, you know, fixing bits and bats on the guitar and he's just a really helpful, friendly guy who's always got the time of day for you with music related questions and stuff like that. So big shout out to Blackstone Music. As I said, it's in Heskin Shopping Village. Go and have a look at it. It's got, they've got some great stuff there and some great service. Back to the episode. Yeah. We are good. We are good. Right. Welcome back to the One More Songcast. So... And Jack, we also wanted to give you a special mention because if uh, anyone's been watching this for a while, you'll know the uh, one more song theme tune now. Jack, would uh, would you like to tell us which part you did? 
You alright fella? Last was any request. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the little voice oh, break yeah. you did? I had a bit of a dry throat. Ba- Baz, do us any requests. Uh, <laughs> right, he was going through PBT at the time of the right, <laughs> any requests. <laughs> right, so we mentioned that um, that Jack is is famous, or he was famous for a well, short period of time, yeah. due to his Hollyoaks theme song that Hollyoaks TikTok account picked up on and gave him a shout out and, uh, and loved it. Yeah, loved it. I'm surprised he's not rung me back yet to see if I do another theme tune for him. <laughs> so in that case, we thought, well, he's the king of theme songs, so let's get him to play a game with us at the end, which is guess the theme song. So we'll do a best of three. Jack's going to play on his amp uh, a few TV theme songs, and we've got to we've got to guess it. So what should we have for our uh, buzzer? Raw. I think we should use sounds maybe from the theme tune then. Yeah. So, Big uh, shout out to Liam Tambor who's created all of our theme songs for Instagram yeah. videos and whatever else. So. Uh, jingles. Jingles, and all yeah. Sorts. So uh, what's yours then? Oh, you know what? I might go with uh, Abby's. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh. Can I play your guitar? <laughs> <laughs> Abby, if you're watching this, you'll be very impressed with my impression. I'll do, uh, I'll do Lee's then. You do Wonderwall. <laughs> Yeah. There we go. Right, okay. So kick us off, Jack. Okay. Do you do Wonderwall? What's that? Is it not Hollyoaks? No. Shit. Oh, that, that's a free guess for me. Cool. Can I have, can I have a repeat of that, please? I've heard it. Top Gear. That's the one. Say it again, Lou. Top Gear. Yeah. Is it Top Gear? Fuck's sake. Top Gear. It's actually, yeah, Oldman Brothers band, but they stole it and used it as the theme tune. Bastard. In the 80s more, especially. 1 0 Lee. Uh, I'm right on it. This is an easy. Ah. Do you do one more? Can I play your guitar? EastEnders. I think that was him. Correct. Watch it every night. Should have known that. Big uh, shout out to Stacey and the. Stacey. <laughs> Uh, Big shout out to the Vic pub. What to get some live music on. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> can you play one that you actually know so we can guess? <laughs> Can I play your guitar? What? Is it a touch of frost? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Get in! I haven't listened to that tune for like two weeks. Yeah, I tried to listen um, to the, the saxophone in my head, but it was hard. Oh, mate, uh, I'm gonna. I'm you've gonna, won then, basically. Yeah, I've won, but I'm not won with that editing there. Uh, I've just shouted <laughs> that way too loud, and that is gonna be horrible. That's gonna be an awful lot of compression. Top limiters are four, baby. <laughs> Right, well, uh, let's have one more for, for, for fun. Oh, bonus round. Love you've, it. you've won, but you know, winner takes all in this next one. Uh, okay. Do you do Wonderwall? Oh, who's that? That was that was Luke. Coronation Street. Yeah. Oh no. Right, come on. Let's have a final winner. At yeah, come on. The best of five now. Come oh. on. <laughs> we just killed him. This is where we mug him off because he's not got no ball. I, I haven't, to be honest. Oh god. Right, uh, do you know the hardest thing about this is remembering your fucking buzzer. All right. If you, if you can't play it on guitar, then um, you can hum as a tune. Why not? Up to you. You do it either way. <laughs> 
Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not a clue. Do it again. <laughs> no idea. I, can't, I don't know that on guitar, to be honest. No. No, that one's, that one's a pass, so uh, we'll have to think of another one. Tipping point. I've got... Oh, oh wow. interesting. I've got a good idea. Play the electric guitar, but with your mouth, so you're like... You know, that kind of thing. Talk box it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness me. Wait, do that again. I feel like it's there. <laughs> oh no. The chase. Oh, oh, of course. Jeez. Oh, so we're still at 2 2, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Two, two. This is a bit, there's a lot riding on this. <laughs> Can I play your guitar? Holy Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> Get it! Come on! <laughs> Congratulations, Luke. Well done. Worst thing is, I did that celebration. It didn't even get picked up on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Oaks, what made him famous? He's gone oh. back to his roots. Yeah, I know, unfortunately. <laughs> to steal the win. Right, I, don't, Jack. I don't watch much TV, see, so it's hard to, no, you know. Yeah, you're too, too busy practicing. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll finish on a few quick fires then whilst we, we end. So uh, hope, hopefully you've enjoyed being on. Uh, funniest gig story, uh, Jack? Well, I've already mentioned two. Um, I'll mention one more. Yeah. There was one time when I was in Area 51, I think it was, and I, <laughs> a bit too many to drink, because it was like my first gig with him. I thought, all right, let's just have a few beers, be fine. <laughs> Settle the nerves. Yeah, yeah, and I tried to play a lead guitar solo to Sweet Child of Mine, and instead of playing it like, I went something like, <laughs> like that instead. <laughs> and then I was like, uh oh, oh. Everyone was like, oh, sweet child of mine. I was like, no, it's oh, not the shit. right it's uh, fucking rewind version. <laughs> so I was just like, uh oh. Oh, no. And so, uh, did it not go end well then? Did you no, not recover it? Was a bit it? too sharp. I think you need someone with a mouse voice to do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Proper high pitch. If you could go back to your 16 year old, was it 16? Yeah, yeah 16 yeah. year old self. You're probably at school a bit frustrated with music, I imagine. Um, what, would you, what would you tell him? Now, um, what advice would you give him? To be honest, uh, that's a good question, to be honest it with is. you. It is, we're full of them. I think, to be fair, I would say to him, right, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't give it up. And if you can, try and get, you know, some... Yeah, keep learning yourself, but go and see a proper music teacher. Don't see a music teacher at school. Go and see someone else that's you know that knows more about it yeah and just go to them and see what advice they can give you on your future on music oh. like whether it be session playing college uni and take the advice from a professional that deals with that kind of thing you know what i mean like go to somewhere like manchester uni or something yeah, that yeah. do music and that. i see do you that's wish you just studied music a little bit yeah, yeah i think i think i could have learned yeah a bit more about it yeah you know about the, the you know the, the actual theory behind it and yeah and just big f you to your parents like a rebel yeah <laughs> i mean I, don't get me wrong when he said to me that you'll not be the next noel gallagher you'll not get a mortgage on playing guitar in a way now it, it kind of makes sense because i can't because i'm working full time but it's not something i'd say to someone that's yeah trying to be a musician i think yeah, i think from young there's, there's yeah i think i think you've got to be like okay you yeah. want to do this but let's just 
yeah think about what you need to do for your future as well yeah, keep at it but don't just say something blunt like that yeah you know what i mean it's a re- oh, go on, Lee. i think yeah my dad actually always used to say like, i don't understand how musicians can get a mortgage, mortgage yeah. like that if they're just doing freelancing and all this sort of thing but it's a world they've never known is it isn't it it's they've never worked or anything like that it's to them it's only a select few that make it and really it is but unless you're big big time if it, if it, gets, it is tough to go full full time gigging because you know what it's like it, it doesn't happen very often but venues can cancel you overnight can't they yeah they so can. if you're rely- that's why sometimes I'm relying on it it can yeah, be difficult I think if you have a little side hustle and and I think it can work, but obviously it can work, but it's it's living on the edge a little bit, isn't it, I suppose, which isn't a bad thing for some people. Yeah. Um, so uh, what, there was another question, weren't there? Uh, what was it now? Oh, yeah, so if you could recommend a band or a solo artist, anybody, basically, they can write their own music, they can just go out and do covers in the fairly local area. I know, obviously, you see um, acts in Preston mainly. Um, who would you recommend? Um... To be honest with you, I, I would recommend anybody that that actually makes the time and effort to go and perform anywhere. Yeah. I think there isn't anything like that. I think you should support all musicians. Yeah. I don't think there's a recommendation for anyone at the moment. I yeah. think you should say, right, well, this guy's on or this lady's on or whatever. Yeah. Go and see him. Go and support him. Just doesn't, go and take a chance yeah, yeah, is what matter, you're saying. Doesn't matter who it is. Just go and see him because in the, the day, you know that that musician is putting all the effort into yep. practice for that gig. I agree. And you need to get people there watching him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many; it might be one person or two people. It doesn't matter. I'd recommend anyone to go and see any musician. Brilliant. Honestly, I would. That's what I do. Yeah. Like Anymore? Um, Batman or Superman? <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, Batman, because my lad's into it. So there I've you got, go. You know, <laughs> dinosaurs up. Birds of prey. <laughs> Birds of prey. Because <laughs> they're the ones that I know. Coke or Pepsi? No, no. no, no. <laughs> I think, is that everything, Lee? We, uh, I think that's a wrap, Got mate. any more questions? Cheers for coming on, Jack. Really no, enjoyed you're it. You're welcome. Some Thank you. Some unique perspectives as well. And I think, um, I think you'd be happy to speak to anybody, maybe if they drop you a message. Have you got any social media accounts that you want to... Yeah, I've got my Instagram, uh, issuewood.jack. Okay. That's the one I usually use, yeah. mainly. And you, you're free maybe to discuss um, how to manage parenting with other musicians. Yeah, It'd be quite I think, nice to bring people yeah, together if, in that if sense. If anyone wants to message me about it, you know, I'll probably be able to speak to them in more detail about it. Brilliant. Absolutely. I we'll leave his DMs social medias in. DMs yeah. are always open for that. Brilliant. We'll leave your social media pages in and everything. Um, and and uh, slide into Jack's DMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. do you want to talk about your next gig coming up? It's when you end up, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the next gig we're coming up, we're doing a wedding. Oh, yeah? Yeah, up in the beautiful Lake District. Lovely. And when's that? It's this Saturday. Oh, nice. Good luck with that. Yeah. Cool. I am looking forward to that one, actually. Brilliant. Yeah. Is it a mate of yours from work? Yeah, he's, uh, he works with us at work and getting married, and he wanted a band. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm a band. And I was like, what do you want us to play? You know, anything. <laughs> it's one of theme songs. Oh, love it. Yeah, that's all it is, to be fair. Just anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm a really big fan of TV theme songs. Can I book you, Jack? Oh, God, yeah. I've I'm only just, got let me just, let me just go on. Let me just, <laughs> <laughs> let me just have a, a oh, I've got up. three. I've got three down. <laughs> yeah, just, just give me a couple of days. I'll have to... <laughs> <laughs> the rest I'll hum for you. <laughs> <laughs> we can't play it, we'll hum it. <laughs> that's a unique selling oh, point God, there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to re-listening to that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, big
big thanks for you for coming on, Jack. Oh, and we'll no see you for the next one. Catch you later. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.